If you're looking for the best horror, thriller, sci-fi and WTF audio fiction this side of the apocalypse, then you should listen to The Other Stories. With over 500 stories on the podcast feed already and news stories dropping every single Monday morning, The Other Stories is your new best friend. Check out The Other Stories today on any and all podcast platforms or head to theotherstories.net. After all, these aren't the stories your mother used to tell you. These are The Other Stories. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to The Horror Hangout, a podcast where film fans watch the best and worst horror movies of all time and talk about them. My name is Ben Errington, and today I'm joined by regular co-host, Mr. Andy Conduit-Tanner. Hello, Ben, and indeed everybody. How you do- How you all doing? How you all doing, mate? Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to shine a light on that. I should have just, just moved on like a, like a professional, but I didn't. I'm an idiot. Sorry. Uh, hello and welcome. Here we are. How's it going? Yeah, back again. A little bit sooner than last time after a late one last week. So, uh, yeah, yeah, a little relief for everyone who suffered through my really long what I've watched in the last week. It's a little bit shorter this time around. I hope it's a yeah, little bit good. Shorter. If it's the same length, I'd be incredibly surprised. I'd be like, what, what are you getting done in the day? Watching bloody movies all the time. No, no, far less. When I did that intro, then I had a really weird moment, probably the first time ever, where I like became really aware of myself like almost i was floating above myself going what doing a podcast are you what's going on there astral projecting oh you dr strange in it dr strange in it astral project well new insidious is out this week so maybe that's why astral projection that's, that's major it. close major your eyes for a second you'll be out of your body there'll be horrible ghosties trying to get in there take it over make you an old too, woman don't go too far away from your body remember don't don't how's it going now are you all good are you all um you're recovered after all of the spider discussion last week. Now you've got something else to be scared of. Yeah, now I can be scared of the infected, infectious illness. Any sort of infectious illness, you know. Um, but just wash your hands more regularly. I know, I know, it's twenty twenty three now. I know, um, but still carry on doing it. Later in a post COVID world is is a strange feeling, isn't it? We'll get into yeah, it. It is weird because it is almost like. It, I remember seeing it for the first time. It feels so far removed of like what would what reality would be, and yeah. obviously a rage fueled blood virus is very very different to to COVID nineteen. However, like seeing some fam- like familiarities, similarities. Sorry, um, it's kind of crazy, but also like thinking it brought up so many different thoughts for me. Like Jesus Christ, 
the UK literally had loads of refugees and had to go to like other countries. They talk about going to Spain like re- as refugees and stuff. It's kind of crazy to think of that. Yeah, it's a wild, um, it's a wild film. I wonder how. Well, I tell you a bit later how my feelings have changed over <laughs> no, the years since I, I last watched it. But I think yeah, I've identified yeah. with different characters this time round. Obviously, I was much younger when I saw them. I was like, you know, was I like one of the little refugees coming in now? These days, I feel like I'm Idris Elba. Like, yeah, to be fair, you want to contain it, burn them all. <laughs> it's another one though where Idris Elba turns up. I think we've had that a few times on this show where Idris Elba turns up, and we kind of forget that he is in that. It's sort of prior to him becoming a like a huge household name. He's just just one one character in and there's many sort of household names in this film maybe slightly before they became household names he's looking young isn't he no no salt in that salt and pepper hair he's uh like oh, a, oh, no, like his, his hair's like uh oh he's talking about idris the darkest <laughs> the darkest shade he's like not a, not an ounce of gray on him just for men um, yeah, and uh, I think we discussed before, I think the last time we discussed this actually, or the only time we've discussed this, was on our episode covering the Rage Carry 2 with uh, Kim, was where we discussed the possibility of Begbie being infected with the Rage virus, and we can discuss that more now we've actually seen the actor who plays Begbie infected with the Rage virus. Oh, tell you what, he's ever so cross, isn't he? Not only is he ever so cross... They've done this thing, and I, I, you kind of think it wouldn't necessarily work in a film like this because, well, they've got a zombie, and obviously they've done it in Day of the Dead, where there's a zombie with a bit of cognitive awareness. He's. I feel like he's become Nemesis from Resident <laughs> Evil. <laughs> he's becoming well. He has become Nemesis. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's kind of crazy. I don't know how I feel about it. Usually, I feel like with a film like Day of the Dead, you can kind of understand it because it's. I wouldn't say. It's, played for laughs as such but it is a bit of a sort of black comedy take on a zombie regaining some level of consciousness um and we've seen it in various forms in other zombie films and zombie tv shows as well um but this is kind of crazy because i kind of thought well why why would that happen it doesn't make sense favorite example is land of the dead but in this one yeah. well, well we'll come to it but robert carlyle's character the only thing that seems to be able to reach him is if someone says oi a bit like his wife used to at some point. It makes him pause a second. Well, he has He's a like, flashback. He has oh, a flashback. That's how my wife used to tell me off. Oh, bloody. My wife is always telling me off. Yap, yap, yap. Nag, nag, nag. And he just has a flashback to it. PTSD. Whoa. Makes him oh. kind of stop. Oh, shit. What have I done? Oh, but then you're like, oh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a monster now. He's absolutely, absolutely devastated. And he's quite a complex character, I think. I think on the surface... You could probably it could go one of two ways, but I think he is quite a complex, complex character. And yeah, it's, it's, we'll discuss it's this when we get into the film. Ben, we'll come back to it. We'll maybe we'll yeah. circle back to this at the end of the movie, and we'll talk about whose fault is the entirety yeah, of twenty eight. That's kind of like later. what we need to do because there is in twenty eight days later, we think about it being somebody's fault because obviously there are climate. Not climate activists, sorry, like um, animal rights activists. Animal activists. Just let people experiment on animals on peace. I don't think that, everybody. I don't think you should experiment <laughs> on animals, but... Yeah, exactly. Like, you're almost like, carefully. whose fault is it? And you're like, if the animal activist hasn't have freed those monkeys, they would have got out eventually anyway, right? Is that what we're supposed to think? Surely. Then we're no, not supposed to think. I think they've got to be careful, but I guess the fault is the person went, shall we invent a rage virus? Hmm. 
What do you think about this rage virus, right? It's transferred by saliva and blood, makes people go off their nut crazy, angry, violent. Oh, yeah. Is it? Can, can you control it in any way? Not at all. Not at all. It's, it's nuts. Sounds like a right Stick it laugh. in their monkeys then as a minimum. Stick, um... it, stick it in those monkeys who, who already have the ability to rip your face off at any given moment. Yeah, I think chimpanzees, they strike me, especially caged chimpanzees, as being quite rage fueled already. Yeah. It's like take it's just adding fuel to the fire, right? Yeah. It's, it is. It is like adding fuel to the fire. It's like adding a rage virus to Robert Carlyle in any sense. He's gonna so ultimately, go to the next it's whoever level. signed off on that. Whoever signed off on that idea, probably that he Yeah, we need to find Hancock. out. There is like a comp there is like a graphic novel that um I probably should have taken a look at just before. I have I do have it. Which is a bit of a, like a kind of prequel to the to the rage What's virus. What's it called? Is it still, is it like twenty eight weeks before? I think twenty eight days earlier. I don't remember what it's called. It's called like tw- it's called twenty eight days later, and it's got like a subtitle. Or, or, or okay, I'll, I'll I'll try and work out what it's called. But that's pretty cool. And there's a lot of um, there's a lot of special features on the original DVD slash Blu-ray. Um, because the first time I ever saw anything about twenty eight days later was like a Channel Four featurette that was on before okay. the film. The film was. Um, released and I would like to go back to that and watch it actually. Is that that little feature with like um, Danny Boss? I'll tell you, we had to get up ever so early to see yeah. abandoned London. He's got tiny little eyes beneath his specs. He's like, I'm oh, absolutely hanging. I am. It's absolutely terrible. Killian um, Murphy have to get up super early and just mill about with all the litter in London. Going, yeah. Hello. Well, well, this is <laughs> mill about with the litter. This is an interesting time to be discussing the 28 Days Later sequel because. Recently, 28 days later, turned 20 years old. I think it was 20 years old that it was released in the US. So a little bit earlier for the UK. Um, That's interesting. But also, lovely segue here, 28 years later is being discussed. So I think as a sequel, 28 months later was always the title that everybody had on the tip of their tongues when talking about the the long-awaited sequel to this because obviously it's been another 16 years only five years between or six years five or six years between 28 days later and 28 weeks later now it's been a lot longer um but it's difficult to do i think because in terms of a, a tradition it's not like a traditional zombie film where the zombies kind of stick around forever we find out at the start of this film that they they're gone they die of starvation within five weeks so 28 years later you're assuming everything's got back to bloody normal isn't it yeah, unless there's just been a drip feed of, okay, they've almost, oh, no, someone new's been infected. Okay. Yeah, but ha- unless it's someone who's like asymptomatic, like we get in this film. Um, okay, but in terms of the piece of news, the reason it's gathering some more momentum, so I guess this is the first piece of horror news I've got. A few years ago, Alex Garland, sorry, Alex Garland said a few years ago, an idea materialized in my head for what would be 28 years later. Danny always liked the idea, Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle said, so we're talking about it quite seriously, quite diligently. If he doesn't want to direct it himself, so obviously Alex Garland directs things himself as well, um, I'll be well up for it if we can get execute a similarly good idea. Um, so yeah, that could be cool. I guess with either filmmaker, it could be, could be interesting yeah. because Alex Garland's got a very distinct style. Um, Danny Boyle, you wouldn't necessarily say his style was what is seen in 28 Days Later, but I think it's recreated... I think it's recreated quite well visually in this film. I think a lot of the same cinematography is used. There's some weird stuff that I don't particularly like, but I guess we'll we'll talk about that. But yeah. also, Killian Murphy is like massive megastar now. 
off the back of obviously thing. I mean, all, always a great actor. Always when he when you saw him pop up and things, you were like, I'm glad to see him. I know this is going to be good. Um, but since Peaky Blinders are now Oppenheimer, he's like one of the big guys. One of the and, big guns. Um, Quiet Place, colon, Leggy Venom's part two. Oh, yeah, he was, he was in great that as in well, that. wasn't he? Yeah, sorry, Killian. Uh, he was in that as well. And obviously a lovely Scarecrow. Um, yeah. But yeah, so 20... I personally, I think 28 months later... I mean, because think of the, the scope of 28 years later. It's kind of crazy. Um It'll be just like a completely different world. You're assuming everything's gone back to normal, but there will be some level of, of outbreak. But then would that just be too similar to the first film? The fact that we've gone from a a huge sort of um, population to suddenly being infected by rage. But I guess we never saw much of what the first 28 days looked like, did we? No, we, only... we just sort of hear it all. Yeah. Hear it all happening. I, I mean, we'll, we'll come to it, I'm sure. But 28 days later strikes me as another thing that you could do an excellent little anthology with, yeah. you know? And to to a degree, twenty eight weeks later, with it feeling like a greatest hit, you get some things which are tied together well enough in this one, but equally could have been just standalone parts that you that you could have had and had yeah. little just tiny little set pieces that you do. And I think twenty eight whatevers later would lend itself to a. I'll um, take twenty eight anything later. All right. Yeah, I think if if nothing else, Ben, you know that if this the discussions in the film doesn't take off, you're getting a 28 years later, four hour long documentary, 28 hours documentary. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That'd be good. Um, so yeah, that is that is one piece of horror news. Staying with the undead, although obviously not traditional undead in 28 weeks later, but still, there's a trailer now for another Walking Dead spin-off show called The Walking Dead, Daryl Dixon. We've got a teaser trailer. Um, the Walking Dead, Dead City has started on Sunday nights, apparently, on AMC, I guess. Um, I've not checked it out yet. It's got old Negan and Maggie in it. But this one, they've gone and given old Daryl Dixon, a character who's not even in the comics, but has become a very important and sort of iconic character in pop culture now. It's premiering in autumn 2023, and the sneak peek is a clip from an episode called The Abbey, where Daryl finds himself kidnapped by a group of nuns. Oh, yeah, that's crazy, that is, isn't it? Because the figure is Daryl Dixon. He's like a sort of like biker guy. He's got a crossbow. And nuns have kidnapped him. Oh, that's insane. It's nuns have changed. Since it... How long did you stay with The Walking Dead for? Oh, I'm going to say. So it was a little while after Negan appeared and smashed a few people's skulls in maybe another whole series after that i think i watched that whole series later so maybe seven and then about halfway through that was when i unfortunately did did check out um which i don't do very often because i am a bit of a completionist i i genuinely just think i just a long way at that point right yeah i just think i just lost interest for so long that it was too many episodes to go back and catch up with well it wasn't but i'd convinced myself it was oh how many am i behind 10 and there wasn't like anything that i was seeing that was making me go oh okay maybe i'm back in now everything but i felt like that with the comic as well i got to a point with the comic where it felt like the storylines were kind of just get, go, going around in circles a little bit um and I got a lot really... further with the comic than i did the series i think i yeah. did the first two seasons of the show 
Uh, first one I really enjoyed. Second one was a bit of a drop off for me. And I was like, uh, do I need to watch any more of this? Yeah, because there was a writer's strike around about the second season, wasn't I there? I think it when might have been that. Fun, when they were on I a farm. And then one. the third series, when they get to the prison, was good as well. Um, I haven't seen it. But then, um, yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the comic I read the vast majority of. I, it's one of those things that's stupid that I haven't finished it. I think I've probably got less than 10 issues that I haven't read. Oh wow! Did it ever like wrap up? Like that's it? That's that's all the comic done? I think so, but it's also not like oh they've fixed it. As far as I'm aware, there's not a yeah. Because there's not a always... definitive like there all these people hints. are dead or they've they've cured it. Actually, everyone's better now. They've cured it. Actually, yeah. I mean, I did love the stuff in the Walking Dead in the comic and the show where it was like actually, no matter how you die, you're coming back as a zombie. I thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, a nice little take on it, I guess. Um. But yeah, if the comic has reached a definitive end, it would be good to go and maybe just start again and then and then read it all just to see. And that's what I thought. Like even though I'm so close to the end because I left such a gap, I was like, well, I suppose I better start from the beginning and read it all again. So it goes. Start from the very beginning. Um so in terms of that show, I mean, I'm probably won't get around to checking it out, but I guess if Walking Dead fans are huge fans of Daryl Dixon. Go and check that out. I mean, I do like Norman Reedus. I like him in Death Stranding and other things. But, you know, I don't know if I can commit. That's that's three spin-offs now, right? Because you've got yeah. Dead City. What was the other one called? Is it is it is that the Rick and Michonne one? Oh wait, there's that one as well, but there was an earlier one called like something The Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead. Fear the Walking Dead, yeah. So there was that as well. So that's a lot. That's a lot. Um, and no matter how how much you like the zombie genre, I think when you're sure, in the same so you when do. you're in the same universe for such a long time and you kind of understand the rules, it kind of got to suspend your disbelief a little bit when certain scenarios play out because you're a bit like, well, they've been experiencing this stuff for years. How are they still getting cornered? How are they still getting overrun? You know? Yeah. They'd, they'd know how these. Yeah, I don't know. But then again, I've never experienced a zombie apocalypse. Anything else and... in the news? Uh, the last bit of news I've got is talking about Insidious the Red Door, which has just released. It's got the highest franchise opening weekend in 10 years. Um, apparently the last... I don't know what that was the last version. I, I did have to mention the song that got released as well. I don't know if you saw that for, for the soundtrack. This is, this is kind of fascinating because Ghost, the band Ghost, have covered mm-hmm. Shakespeare's sister, Stay, which is a seminal oh, very nice. 90s iconic anthem. But not just that, Andy. Patrick Wilson himself is doing backing vocals in it. Well, we've heard him singing um, yeah. uh, The Conjuring Do. 2. He does yeah. a bit of Elvis, doesn't he? Does a bit of Elvis, so he's all over it now. Doing a... So I think, yeah, go and check that out. I love that song. I love Ghost, so it was great to hear that. I thought it was really cool. Like a nice coming together of worlds, in a sense. Um, but yeah, it's made like $32 million, I think. and the it's tripled its budget, I think. Tripled his budget, and Chapter Two was the last one to make um, a lot, a lot more than that. It made forty million on opening weekend, but Free and the Last Key haven't. I will be going to see it, but I need to watch Chapter Three and the Last Key first because I haven't seen either of those. Same. I need to get caught up. I've seen the first two. We've talked about them. We did a whole episode on the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I need to catch up on three and four before I go and see the Red Door. Yeah. It's cool though because I think even if so, I think the reviews have been. Not great, but this is the thing. Even if these films aren't amazing, 
it still shows that people are still enjoying horror on the big screen and sort of spending their their hard earned money to watch films on the week they come out, which is which is cool. It's, it's cool to see it doing the numbers. It is, yeah, more power to him. And Patrick Wilson's uh, directorial debut, right? My God, yeah, I completely forgot about that. He's in it. He's directing. He's singing on the soundtrack. This guy's a real Dennis. This Waterman. Guy, he's a real what? Dennis Waterman. <laughs> uh, listen, I know I'm. I, listen, I know I'm directing this film. Okay, I know I'm in it as well. Have you ever thought though? My favorite band is Ghost. That's what he said. Yeah, I'd love to do a duet with them, and I've asked them multiple times to do a duet, and they've gone, Patrick, we've got no reason to do a duet. He's like, what if it was a song for my movie that I'm also starring in, and I'm singing the song? He's maximizing his budget returns as well. That you're thinking that, right? As the director, I'm going to have some degree of responsibility for this budget here. Backing yeah. vocals that cost a cost a few bob, didn't they? Yeah, so he's, he's getting involved it. in everything. He's getting involved in everything. He's gone. What's that special effects? I'll have a little go. I'll have a little go. I've been looking. He's done the makeup on the Redman. Uh, <laughs> he's coming with his own little makeup kit. He's gone. Look, I I dressed up as Darth Maul years ago uh, for Halloween. I know. I know how to do red and black makeup. Definitely come over here, mate. The little ticker that they used to hypnotize themselves into the it's not the shadow realm, the further. Yeah, he's, he's probably got one. I bought one from home actually. That's <laughs> a piano teacher. Here you are. Listen, I brought my own clothes to the set, and also I've brought all clothes from different er- different different times of my life for you, the kids. These are my clothes from when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, there we go. We're covering all. His son's going to college. Ed is like he's probably timed it for his real son to be going to college and be like, film a bit while I'm dropping you off. <laughs> Put a yeah. ghostian in post. Yeah, I've actually. I know we're just about to start filming shooting this film, but I will let you know. I've actually shot most of it already just in my downtime so we're ready to go pretty much and he's just going to pocket the other 10 million that yeah. he's got. Uh, turns out my house was due for renovation i thought i'll tell you what i've always wanted a really bold front door so i've done my front door as red and that's the uh <laughs> yeah the film was called the blue door originally and he was like, i've just had the door painted red i'm not fancy the blue one door, script actually. edit <laughs> write the theme tune sing the theme tune but <laughs> on you patrick nice work and that's it that is it for horror news. I guess we should talk about what we've been watching. As we mentioned before, this recording is only a few days since our last episode. Um, so we're getting back on schedule. But have you seen anything of note in the last probably like three days, Andy? Just a couple of things, Ben. Firstly, I'm going to open with it's one of these editorial moments you have to put out. Made a mistake, like an absolute fool. You've done I was what? Ex- I was so excited last week that I was watching this great new series, the one that escaped from Quibi. And I was so excited to tell everyone about it and tell you about it, tell you that you should Mm. watch it because it's really good. And I've continued to watch it. Um, But like an absolute mug, didn't write down what it was called. And I absolutely fucked it with the name. I called it on last week's episode, something like 50 States of Scared or something like that, which is a shit title, you might think, which you'd be right to because it's not what it's called. It's called 50 States of Fright. Um, oh, okay. A far stronger title, and do we want to what the series is actually called? Should we attribute this to the fact you turned forty fairly recently as well? Yeah, the brain's gone. Probably had COVID as well a couple of times, so you know that that'll do the damage. Oh no! Um, oh. oh no, not not since I've been forty, but um, you know, <laughs> lots of these things will, will will happen. Either way, just my excitement. Maybe it's the big corporations they've wanted to delete it 
from my memory as well as all yeah. the streaming services. That's what they tried but to do. I've seen a couple more of them, uh, and I watched one, um, which is, I believe, the start of what was considered the second se- season. Um, another episode that I want to particularly call out was called Almost There, which mm. is so good, which is brilliant. Um, it's got elements of the fall to it that we saw at Fright Fest the other year. Um, it also has a ghost story about it. It's about a woman who is an engineer who is afraid of heights, doesn't really do field work, but in an emergency is called out because a wind turbine is about to be hit by a storm and it's malfunctioning and it's about to fuck everything up. So Jesus. she is tasked by this guy who basically can't, he sympathizes with her, but like says, we have no choice. We have to go up there and we have to get up there and do this job in the next half an hour. So you can't do it slowly or take your time for anyone else you to get to. here. Um I'll just and pretend really I'll just intense. pretend I had a really bad stomach. It's re- it's really, really good. It's brilliant. Uh, I I've really continue to enjoy 50 States of Fright and hope availability um notwithstanding to see all of them I can seek out. So I watched that, mm. which I continue to recommend. Find it wherever you can. Uh, I watched another couple of movies. Um I have watched The Beast Must Die. A 1974 um, classic with a lot of your big old Hammer style oh, yeah. actors in there. Yeah. Peter Cushing is there. You got Charles Gray in there. Um, you've got Calvin Lockhart as your as your lead as well, who you may recognise from films like Predator Two. He's, he's part. He's, he's he's part of that, and he's in Firewalk with me as well. So from Twin Peaks. Oh, nice. Um, okay. So it's got a great contrivance that I would love to see in more movies. It begins with a little bit of narration saying, hey, this is a detective story. One mm. of the characters is a werewolf oh. and you're the detective. And late in the film, we're going to give you the werewolf minute where we give you, where after you've been presented all the clues, it will be your chance to give your answer before it's revealed. And genuinely, oh, wow, as we get okay. to the climax of the film, the film stops the narrator comes back in and goes okay you've got all the clues and we're about to reveal the end of the film now it's up to you to decide who you think the werewolf is and then it like goes to all the characters it has each of the characters kind of looking and going around and like while it does a countdown for you to make your guesses lovely bit of audience interaction yeah that's cool i I really i really enjoyed it um yeah the, the film is as you would expect, it's like a 70s thing where, like, you know, there's a werewolf and the werewolf is pretty much just a black dog that they have that they have running about. Um, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it a lot. I've been meaning to watch that for a while. And other than that, I watched Exit, which is an independent horror film directed by Michael Fausti. It's about it's like a psychological um one location uh drama thriller about an Airbnb when two couples are booked oh, okay. into it as a double booking, but there's some sinister goings on. That, Wait, what's that it called? In, it's called Exit. Oh, it okay. is available on a couple of platforms, um, but if you are in the US or have a VPN, you can watch it for free on Tubi. Nice. Lovely. Yeah, and I have uh, follow Michael on Twitter, um, supports a lot of independent film, uh, mm. independent horror filmmaking. I saw he'd been tweeting about his uh, film that was now available on Tubi, so I thought, why not check it out? Get involved. And I enjoyed it. 
yeah good stuff good bit of indie character work mm. between them some intense moments and they have a lot of fun doing some practical gore as well yeah nice yeah but that is it ben how about you have you watched oh. much in the last couple of days not loads i've seen a couple of things i guess a couple of things not so much horror but i did also check out hollywood dreams and nightmares the robert england story documentary all about the life and times the career of uh robert england obviously aka freddy krueger himself he's on Screenbox at the moment and yeah this was this was great i loved hearing all about the actor's early life and breaking into the business there are so many different um stories about him from various actors some from the horror world some not people like lance henriksen lynn shay obviously heather langenkamp um i said that weird uh, <laughs> eli roth <laughs> loads of people like that langenkamp um yeah, so it was, it was good. I just, you know me, I'm a sucker for a, for a sort of horror documentary. And I think I was more fascinated because I knew a lot of the sort of Nightmare on Elm Street stuff because I watched that um, huge, never-ending, but never-ending in a good way, Nightmare on Elm Street documentary, uh, Never Sleep Again. That's one so, I actually have seen. It's one of my favourites. It's so good. Yeah. So I kind of knew a lot of that. but So I was kind of more fascinated to see Robert England in some of his early roles. What what He was kind of a bit typecast as being a sort of like a redneck scumbag for for a while in a few films um mm-hmm. and it was right up until like the year of nightmare on elm street as well like um he was still sort of struggling to to break through with various things and he kind of talks about his how he sort of embodies the character of freddy krueger as well um he said well like when he was getting the makeup done he was really annoyed pissed off because he'd be sat in the chair for hours and johnny depp would come in and get like be in the chair for like five minutes and he was like why am i sat in here for hours and hours on end and he said he <laughs> stabbed used, that kid up they used that anger to like channel his his like rage towards these like teenagers so yeah that was really fascinating and Screenbox are doing some really interesting stuff lately i really enjoyed living with chucky as well um and this this was this was just as good so go and check that out if if you wanna if you want to find out more from the legend that is robert england um, do you think um, Robert's had his last turn playing Freddy now? Do you think this he's is put weird it because I, I always read things where he's like, "I'm done. I'm not, I'll never play the character again. I'm too old. I'm too, um, yeah, I'm done." But I don't know. I think there's bound to be someone or something that can tempt him back into the role for like one last time. I think it depends on the filmmaker. It depends on the script. I mean, I don't, I don't know. You might genuinely be done with it, but it's just got to be one of the worst roles for recasting, right? Because I think you can get yeah. away with it with some other roles, even like major horror roles. This is the one role. I mean, they've tried it once, I know. Um, but we'll get to that one day. We'll get to it eventually. Oh, yeah, we'll get to it eventually. I'm sure there are plenty of actors who could do a good job, but this is the thing. It needs to be a role that isn't replicating um, Robert England's role. That's not saying that Jackie O'Haley's act like was trying to replicate because it wasn't it really really wasn't it was playing it on a completely different end of the scale but it just didn't work and i think but i also think what didn't work was the script as well because the script for that freddy's lines were, were, were iffy to say the but say the very least yeah yeah but um let me get thinking about that because i think it's uh, it's our long um long teased hard to get to sit down and do um, bonus episode we keep talking about doing where we're going to pitch. I think that's where we're going to begin a new Freddy movie. 
Mm. And I think maybe we'll set that as a challenge for ourselves yeah. that you would have to recast it. So Robert England is not an option. No, what well, I, I did thrown down the gauntlet there. So whatever idea you come up with for the Freddy movie you want to pitch, I saw something have to recast it. Talking about a certain actor, um, I have to remember who it was, but it was a good, a good shout, a character actor whose face I kind of knew, but like name maybe not so much. Um, so we'll get back to it when I find out exactly who it was, and we'll discuss that some more. But yeah, um, maybe like an unknown, you know, someone that you don't recognize as something else. I don't know, or could go completely opposite direction. Who knows? Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it for what I've seen, apart from some other not non-horror things. But you know, people don't want to hear about that. Apart from, <laughs> apart from, the film of the bloody week. That's the film it. of the week. I say the film of the week. It feels like we said the film of the week mere mere days ago. We're already back at it. Um, but yeah, we decided to cover this film. I know we've already discussed it a little bit at the top of the show, but we decided to cover this film because twenty eight days later, turned twenty years old. Um, and this is a sequel that I think some people seem to love, some people seem to hate, and I think a lot of people forget about it as well. I don't think it often comes up in the conversation when we're talking about um zombie movies or even zombie movie sequels. I think on its own, it would probably be a bit more memorable, but as a sequel to Twenty Eight Days Later, it's kind of got a little bit lost in the tide. Lives in a long shadow, right? It lives in a long shadow, isn't it? That's a good way of putting it. Um. So yeah, 28 weeks later, which is a 2007 post-apocalyptic horror film directed by Juan Carlos Fresnadillo, um, who co-wrote the film. And there's, whoa, there's like four other names here. But it's a sequel to 28 Days Later. It stars Robert Carlyle, Rose Byrne, Jeremy Renner, Catherine McCormack, Imogen Poots, and Idris Elba. Look at that cast. Um, it is set after the events of the first film, depicting the efforts of NATO military forces to salvage a safe zone in London. Um, yeah. In terms of reviews, so it's got 6.9 on IMDb, on Rotten Tomatoes, 72% critics score, 66% audience score, 3.1 on Letterboxd. Letterboxd. Uh, sorry. Uh, choice reviews. Kim says... You could play that score over footage of someone taking a shit, and I'd still give it a couple of stars. It goes so hard. Yeah. Three stars. I'm assuming two of those stars are for the song. The song we're talking about is In the House in a Heartbeat uh, from John Murphy, which is not only used in this film to a great degree, but for I reckon for maybe 10 years after, uh, longer than that, 15 years after 28 Days Later, it was everywhere. It was on like sports montages it was on adverts it was just every I, I even think it got reused in other films like they'd obviously bought the rights to that particular score and it was used in other films in to to does that that make sense i think it was yeah so they can use it it's the music that plays in my head if ever you know oh, you've just realized what film What's kick that? ass it's in kick ass as well kick ass yeah yeah yeah, it's the film that comes to me like, you know, if you've gone to bed and then you wake up in the morning, you step into the kitchen and you realise you didn't do the dishes last night. You look at the state of the sink. <laughs> that's every day for me. And that's every day. <laughs> Drop to your knees. Fuck. Um, okay, Mondo Cinema says, a pointless sequel containing almost nothing that made the first film great. Two and a half stars. Jay says, Imogen Poots should have been Hollywood's next star. The potential she had. Three stars. Nice one, Jay. Uh, and David James, don't know if this is this is the goalkeeper, the famous goalkeeper, former England 
Portsmouth, Liverpool, Aston Villa, <laughs> goalkeeper. Zombie fans should worship the opening scene of 28 Weeks Later the same way everyone worships the opening montage from Up. Three and a half stars. Could have compared it to another horror film, possibly, but maybe the scene from Up has that much more impact for old David James. Um, yeah, so there we go. 28 Weeks Later, we've both seen it before. I've, I've, I've seen it a few times, I think, but you said that you've seen it the first time. This was the Just first time since... Yeah, first time since the cinemas, Ben. So I'd have seen this, two thousand and seven, wow. back in the day, and then yeah, but... I think it's one that I had. I'm pretty sure I owned it on DVD, but that was an era of my life when you know you go to HMV, there'd be mm. the deals on the DVDs. You'd pick, you'd be like, oh, get a couple of DVDs, and they'd sit on your shelf forever. I don't think I've ever watched it again. Um, so it was nice to revisit. Yeah, God, did you remember any any of it really from from like sixteen years ago? The beginning and the and what happens to cause the yeah the outbreak. I think I've lived a lot of my last few years thinking that this is an incident that is entirely Robert Carlyle's fault. I think if you'd done what you'd done to your wife, I would have assumed she's pissed off with me. Don't go see her. Yeah, possibly, but there's always certainly something. if you go and see her, don't go and go. You forgive us, right? Give us a kiss. It's almost yeah. where you're also like surely they're more prepared for there to be an outbreak than they are. The fact that it, it happens as quickly as it does um, when there's loads of people with automatic rifles around is kind of nuts. Um, but I think everyone is a loose unit, having to sleep in the helicopter and making each other jump all the time, yeah. talking about watching people mazzing off through the windows and stuff. <laughs> Do your jobs. Do your bloody job. It's because, I mean, in a way, incompetence, Yes, but in a way, everyone's let their guard down massively because they're just like, well, it's gone. The rage virus is gone. There's absolutely no way it's going to come back. Um, so really what we're doing here is kind of pointless. Um, what I would describe this film as, and this is kind of what I thought of before, is it's kind of like the greatest hits of 28 Days Later. Everything that was kind of memorable and popular and 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 did well from that film has kind of just been repeated in this so obviously yes that bit of the soundtrack which only takes place during one bit in that film 28 days later the thumbs in the eyes which we see a lot going on um i think what they did is killian murphy when he went kind of a bit nuts towards the end of that film and everyone thought god is he is he infected or what they took it one step further in this where he went robert carlisle is infected and he's the main he's essentially like the biggest name on the in the film and he's kind of aware in a way like stalking people yeah. Rather than just going nuts at him, maybe because I don't know, maybe because his wife had like a modified, yeah, possibly, possibly, but yeah, it just feels like it feels like a greatest hits, a dull, a dumbed down, dulled down, uh, watered down version of the original, like everything that feels like that, that sort of fascination of seeing London streets completely empty. You can kind of see it in this film, but it's not as impactful, is it? It's nowhere near as impactful no. as the original. And there's some very, very weird nighttime shots in this, right? Very weird, where you're like, it looks like yeah. it's, been filmed, it's been filmed in daylight and they've just put like some sort of filter over it to make it look You've like nighttime. Some, yeah, I haven't looked at the tribute to see exactly what they did, but it does feel like a weird like coloration that's on there. Yeah. I found this, and I, I will own the fact that I haven't watched 28 days later back to back with this one so maybe there's a little bit of rose tinted spectacles on it yeah but i feel oh, yeah because in obviously... terms of cinematography wise 
like some of the shaky cam stuff it feels slightly lower res and it doesn't feel quite so mm. effective on that one i had the feeling that some of the shaky cam use was to overcome the limitations of what they had to do in terms of effects versus being a stylistic choice and it's not yeah it's not you know critically bad or anything like that but like i did notice it and think oh that's a little bit choppy yeah yeah there was lots of that and i think it was kind of like trying to maintain a bit of stylistic um what word am i thinking of whereas it it felt like it was it, to try and make it feel more related consistency yeah, i guess continuity right yeah that's right um so yeah it's there, there's a bit of that and i don't particularly hate it it's not like the cin- cinematography that i dislike in this i think it it does maintain some of that but it feels like despite the fact it still um takes place in the uk it feels a bit like an americanized version of 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 the original like there yeah. there's still bits that i enjoy but it just doesn't have that i mean for me 20 20 days later is one of my favorite films not just yeah. one, of my, one of my favorite zombie films i think one, one of the highest ratings films. we've had on the show consistently because i was on yeah. 28 days later as a guest as well i think it got a's from all three of us yeah it just has a certain something doesn't it it has a certain yeah. i'm i'm kind of a bit creeped out by by zombies in general anyway but when it's zombies in the uk because i love stuff like um dead set i love dead set i think that's genuinely scary as well the zombies aren't fast it's not a rage virus it's more traditional zombies i find that creepy so i think it's kind of it hits that sweet spot for me of like capturing something that i'm actually scared of but also elaborating on it in a way um with scary fast zombies um abandoned like do you know what i mean seeing london completely abandoned, abandoned familiar scenes yeah and i don't want to i don't want to go early before we've gone through everything where i'm concluding of what what how it doesn't work in some ways i think for me that if i think of my overall things that i think maybe lack very directly when compared to its predecessor is like you the uk element the us element like having all of the the influence of the american military and so on maybe for other audiences for us based audiences that makes it more accessible because you, yeah. you, you sometimes forget that despite the fact we have a shared language and in many ways we're very similar mm-hmm. to the US. It is very different. Like there are like culturally there are massive changes there. So the problem maybe that is make does it make it more accessible? Does it feel yeah. kind of strange for us watching it? But the other part for me is I think that maybe this lacks a little bit of the uh the relationship between characters that we had so well in the first one the sort of almost family dynamic you have when the four survivors in the original are traveling together yeah you get to spend a little bit more time getting to know people you get to care about those individuals as well whereas in this one you know you get roseburn you get jeremy renner's characters but they feel as the connections between them seem I, I guess they don't have time to develop because these aren't characters that spend um yeah. you know a long time with each other and we get you know we find their relationships building over time the the mm. crux of the movie happens over one one like day I guess yeah I think it just like rushes through certain things as well like it could have kept 
Robert Carlyle alive to sort of build the tension with him and his kids, but they're like, you said you saw our mum die, but she's alive. Like, what the hell happened? You get a scene, but then it kind of like becomes Robert Carlyle becoming nemesis. Um, Idris Elba's character, the sort of US general, does he just vanish? Yeah, I think you just see him thinking, that's that then, I guess. That's that then, yeah, it's kind of odd. It's kind of, I don't know. It feels like it needs something else other than the infected to be like, if you had that character being like the big bad, who's like going, right, no matter what happens, kill these people who are trying to survive. I'm behind it and I'm going to make sure it happens. Um, and also like, even like Jeremy Renner's character, it, feel, it, it feels like characters' deaths don't feel particularly earned. They kind of go, to go oh, rogue as well. They're just like, oh, well. Oh, well, yeah. And, the, and they add like some minor characters into into the mix as well. Um, again, kind of feels pointless. I guess um, Harold Pirenu from um, Lost as a helicopter pilot. It's kind of interesting. But even that, we kind of like, he kind of takes a moral standpoint and kind of sticks to it. And then like... Oh. But he get, also gets to chip up. Like, I've never been in the Amer- American military, Ben. I've never claimed to be. But um, I feel they're A-1. probably pretty, pretty tight on where the helicopters are going. Yeah, where are you going? I reckon they're pretty. Sw- they're probably switched on about that. Not just, just flying off to see if your mate's yeah. all right. Well, that's the thing as well. That we we do get there is a scene at the end of this film, and I don't know how much a it's needed or how much it works trying to say, oh bloody hell, the rage virus. It's only got on it got over to Paris now. And I feel whether, that's, yeah. And whether we'll like Danny Boyle and Alex Garland are gonna like, that's gonna be a continuation. They're going to go, actually, yeah, we're going to have to keep that. Or if they're just going to completely veto that and just say, look, we're just keeping it in the UK. Because, it, like, that bit, you could get away with it and say that that was just a thing. 28 weeks later, uh, an asylum quick horror movie has come out. But what if this happened in France and it will it will go back? <laughs> yeah. And there'll be someone watching it on telly going, oh, no, 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 no. 28 weeks so after. Never happened. Yeah. Someone because watching it, in, yeah. Someone watching it on TV. I think I've definitely mentioned it before, and it's, it's one of the problems I have with the Resident Evil franchise, is that I enjoy apocalyptic stories when they're quite contained. When we're kind of like with the survivors who like don't know what's happening elsewhere. When we see it on a bigger scale, where it's like eighty percent of the of the world's population was wiped out within forty eight hours. When it's like that, I don't know. It it takes takes me out of it a bit. Where I'm like, okay, well, this is kind of mad. Like this is. Yeah, whereas not knowing and kind of being there with the survivors and kind of like these little these li- little bits of hope when I'm like, oh, I've heard up up north there's there's a sort of army base and apparently they're telling survivors mm-hmm. to go there. Oh, apparently there's no infection um, south of the border or some, anything like that. But for some yeah, reason... You need that, that little bit of hope. You don't want the White when... House surrounded by big walls and a big dragon, like yeah. Resident <laughs> no, Evil, exactly. whatever. When we see... This, this, one, this is when I check out, right? When we see a map this blue, suddenly like a red wave sweep over it, showing you how the infection takes hold. When it looks like one of those games you can get on your on 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 your phone, which is having like, a game of um not pandemic um when we build a virus. Yeah, when it looks like that, it takes me out of it a bit. So I think that's why. Yeah, twenty eight days later, always hit the nail on the head for me in terms of what a zombie apocalypse would a probably look like to me as somebody who grew up in the uk lives in the uk um and it just yeah it just feels more more kind of like realistic doesn't it? And, and it is scary because all the all the people playing the rage infected people are like athletes yeah 
they wrote, <laughs> I feel that they because because it like obviously they're not going to have the same fears or fatigue they're gonna, they're gonna go for it but i also think they trip over a lot more because they're really like idiots flailing about oh, the place yeah, definitely i, I run they're I not run. all like absolutely quality sprinters all running like tom cruise in a mission impossible movie <laughs> yeah wow um the, the last the last bit i want to touch on before we dive into the plot um mm. that made that and again i'm being picky and persnickety then so you'll have to forgive me but why do the people with the rage virus only rage off at people that don't have it surely if it makes you uncontrollably angry yeah you'd be fucked off with everybody they'd just be fighting in a big pile yeah but tell me tell me if like tell me if this actually happens because i feel like i've misremembered it i will need to go back because i've seen 28 days later loads isn't there a bit when Killian Murphy's character Jim is like running around like a nutter, and I swear, like he's running with the infected at one point. Like they're not going for him. It's almost like don't remember him running with the infected. I think he's just legging it through the. It's when he just goes absolutely mad at the army base and posts people out. Maybe there's like I don't want to say they can sense fear or something like that, but maybe there's something. There's some sort of thing going on in their brain. Some sort of of something being message being sent where it's like you can tell who's scared and running away and who's ragey i don't know yeah maybe 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 yeah. i'm sure you could you could write something for it but yeah it's ne- never addressed quite in the never no, no, addressed exactly. quite in the exactly. film and um, in okay. a way in a way i don't i don't know does it matter it, I don't, to me it doesn't matter greatly the only time i was thinking about it was when there was like a massive when they were like picking off people shooting them that was the only time i was thinking about it too much um because yeah. i was like how would you know which ones are which? Because the soldiers can't tell. Ch- we'll, we'll come to it. I had a shout out to everyone to lie down. Anyone that didn't lie down, you could shoot them. Yeah, yeah, that does make sense, doesn't it? That they everyone panicked, or or Everyone's... would drill, or would drill it with like if you're in if you're in an infected space, there are snipers out here. Even though you're afraid, our instructions will be to lie still, yeah. like to because like stand it, still. It just and gets we to a point where you go, we're running. To... Yeah, because it just gets to a point where they go, right, we're going to have to kill everyone now, which is like, oh, yeah. well, pointless, isn't it? Right. Um, that's game Should we over, dive though. into the plot? Yeah. So, obviously, we mentioned the cast. Robert Carlyle is, like, the lead. There's a guy called Don. Don? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I even mentioned his name once. Oh, Donny. Um, oh, Donny. And then his kids are um, Macintosh Muggleton. <laughs> Macintosh Muggleton, who's not been in anything else. His name is Andy. Uh, and then... Imogen Poots Tammy. Yeah, that's it. And then obviously Jeremy Renner before Hawkeye as Doyle. Um, Rose Byrne as Scarlet. Again, this is kind of before she was in any sort of major Hollywood roles, wasn't it? Um, Harold Piranew post-Lost as Flynn. Um, And then Catherine McCormack is Alice, Don's wife. And then obviously Idris Elba is in, strangely, a very small part. Um, And then there's kind of like, just other other people made up other people were fodder for the rage infected people but yeah in terms of talking about i think this film is mostly remembered for this opening scene yeah and and this I think is it... during the this is probably a bit like resident evil nemesis which is going to be coming up a few times it's concurrent with the first film right yeah yeah that's right so it seems to be taking place I mean, as as we were as we do find out from the sort of title crawl or a couple of bits of information after take place after this, five weeks for the infected to die. So this is within the first five weeks. So within the first twenty eight days, I guess, 
of um of infection but it looks like these people are acting like they've been locked up for 12 years or something because they're all like <laughs> they're oh, all I like got much, I've only got one tin of tomatoes left but one they're doing tomatoes and got some chickpeas left um, but they're in a big old load of pasta though so they're in a big old pasta dinner pasta. I feel like that's too much pasta even if I was eating pasta now as a person who's not in the middle of a it's not rationing yeah I go oh that's a bit too much for me I'm a bit yeah. full up, carbtastic. Bit of a heart, bit of a hearty dinner. I guess you want those carbs in case you have to do any running. Oh yeah, but then you'd be you'd be tired afterwards for a little while, wouldn't you? That's the next day. Do some carb loading. Do some big <laughs> do runs some outside. Carb loading for the next day. Okay. Um, so they're they're all having a big dinner, and it's I like this touch. You 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 give an indication that they've been together for a long time. So it's like, oh, you know, there's a little bit of tension. One of the women there is can. Vince, their boyfriend's going to come back, and another guy that says, "Stop fucking saying that." Boy. He's <laughs> yeah. dead. He's bloody he's dead. Bloody he's dead. Oh, he's been out. Ru- Ru- he's been gone for five days. Out where there was all these raging festers. He's going to be all right though. He's going to be chilling somewhere in a tree. Yeah. Gone living like Sherwood Forest with like a bear is befriended. He's having a great time, but no. But even this scene could work well as like a a, a feature film of its own, you know, or, yeah. or even like a short film that goes alongside. The release of this film just introducing us to, to these characters and their relationships because it does a pretty good job quickly of establishing who everyone is there's like an old couple obviously whose house it is um, yeah, and she's found some lovely chocolates in the cellar why are you putting your chocolates in the cellar yeah what are they are they going to be roses out of date from three christmases ago um <laughs> why apparently... the cellar oh well, surely you get a box of chocolates if you're not going to eat them straight away i know sometimes old people they're not gonna yeah nail the box of chocolates they might be like where should I put them? Kitchen cupboard. Regift them to a relative. Cellar. Get them down in the cellar, for God's sake. Uh, okay, nice little bit of Maybe they're liqueurs and it thinks like a wine cellar. <laughs> yeah, we're letting them age. We're letting them age for a while. They'll taste better. A um, little bit of trivia. The farm that they're hiding out in here is the same farm that appears in Children of Men. Do you remember when they go to that farm uh, at some point in yes. the film? So like halfway through and then they end up escaping. Yeah. I can't remember. Yeah. Same farm, apparently. They've obviously gone. Let's make all of our apocalyptic in on the on the film money. Apocalyptic farm money, yeah, yeah. Um, there we go. So also another another fact. So obviously a little boy does arrive soon. Um, the kid he claims to be from Sanford. Sanford is the name of the fake village that was used by British police to practice emergency preparedness drills. Um, in real life, obviously, it's also the fictitious location of Hot Fuzz. But say, is it where Hot Fuzz yeah. is? I didn't think of that. Sanford. Yeah, very interesting. So, so yeah, little boy comes along. They, they're having the dinner. The atmosphere has been ruined. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That guy going, your boyfriend's bloody dead, all right? Boyfriend's Don't dead. He's had bloody... For him. The only thing, he ain't even interested in pasta. If anything, he hates pasta. The only thing he wants to eat is your bloody neck. And she goes, ah, don't say that. Yeah. Yeah. So really put you off your pasta. Um and- but so then he banging at the door. Here's a little yeah, boy, but door. it could just be a man doing a little boy's voice, I thought. Yeah. You'd do it, wouldn't you? If you wanted to be desperately let in, you'd go, Oh, it's me, a little boy, let's in <laughs> It's me, a little cockney boy. I'm here. I'm absolutely starving, please. And then um, you'd have to try and maintain that for a little while. Yeah, yeah. If they let you in and say, Why do you do that voice for you? That's just how I talk. <laughs> so, and slowly, slowly just r- lose it. And then on day three, yeah. you go, oh, pretend mate. You, pretend your voice is broken. 
Oh, bloody hell, my voice has changed. That yeah. must have been quite a scare. That's <laughs> triggered it. Um, so, yeah, they let the boy in. Um, obviously, understandably, Don is like, Don is probably like the most um, like, uh, like um, worried about the whole situation, isn't he? He's like, look, we can't let him in. Oh, it's just a kid. Oh, well, bloody hell, right. Oh, he gets a crowbar ready to clock him. Um, but no, they let him in. But it goes downhill pretty quickly, doesn't it? And I think... Yeah. Oh, that girl... poor woman. First, like three things. A boyfriend's gone. Mm. Then that guy's been having a go at a ruined dinner. And then she hears like a little bit of um, rat-a-tat-tatting at the, at the chamber door. And says, <laughs> oh, maybe it's my boyfriend come back. She goes to like peek through the window. There's some spooky infected eyes there. Oh. And they literally thump through the door and immediately yeah. ava. This is effective, though. I feel like still, like the the way the camera moves and like the close ups on eyes and the, the the sounds of the zombies as well. The sort of um, just the way Scatman the... Johns. <laughs> oh, I love a bit of Scatman John. Hang on a minute, you're infected. Um... <laughs> What's that outside? Skim on Smashes through, um, and it pretty much descends into chaos, doesn't it? So the old couple and the other guy who was like saying. Your, your your boyfriend's not coming back. They go and hide in a barn, and then the boy like runs upstairs to hide, and Don and his oh, wife Alice. Kids in this are a liability. Not listening, running off. Yeah, I kind of like like the sort of um sort of claustrophobic nature of this. Remind me of Dog Soldiers in a way where you're kind of like battling the huge werewolves in the tiny little corridors of like a cottage, and hiding in little doorways and stuff. I thought that was pretty interesting. Yeah. But yeah, but- um. Obviously, Don they get is... upstairs. He's fighting they get some upstairs. Of them. He's yeah, fighting he's, he's going mad. He's like, like the woman who's been pulled through and getting her arm bit, and he doesn't. He's obviously seen the scene with Killian Murphy, but he doesn't hesitate a second. He no, bashes her head. We see crowbar. immediately how long it takes because she gets bitten. She turns, falls on one of the guys, and then she's she's turned immediately. It's, yeah. it's seconds. And I always think with these things, even when he's bludgeoning them to death with the um, crowbar. I always think, oh, just a tiny fleck of it's going to get in someone's mouth, someone's eye. Would it work yeah, in the ear? Oh, I guess sh- it would. You mustn't be shouting when you, you don't be like doing it. You've got to keep your mouth tightly. Yeah, because it's brutal. And there's even a couple of moments later in the film where like blood like splatters onto somebody and you're like, how long would it take? Wipe it off. <laughs> Can you wipe it off? Like, what if you, what if an hour later you sort of go, oh, will it still be effective? Or effective, is it yeah. Like viruses can live in bodies for a long time. Oh god, see, it's horrible, isn't it? Um, so yeah, Don sort of runs upstairs to sort of assist Alice. I guess she's like, "Come on, we gotta go. Leave that little boy alone." But she obviously, <laughs> if this was The Walking Dead, there's like a there's like a choice moment here where basically, oh it yeah, goes in slow motion. Like, all comes into slow motion, Leave and it's like both. her going, "Help us, Don!" Yeah, and like she's there with like a cupboard he's... door and that little boy, and he's like looking at her. Looking yeah. at like an empty door that is like escape, oh. Alp family, yeah. escape. Oh, we should say that his own, their own kids that we see later. We don't know where they are. He just says, "Oh, they're really far away." Yeah, maybe they're we, on holiday. We do find that trip. That, so we find out that they got um, evacuated, didn't we? I don't know why they. Didn't oh, they've get been evacuated. evacuated weren't oh, we don't know why they didn't get evacuated trip. as well. But I kind of feel like in this moment, Alice is trying to protect this boy because I guess she feels like she hasn't managed to protect her kids, even though they've been evacuated. Yeah. She but, loves um, him right away. She's she, It's a classic, like, loves him film right thing away. where you've, where you've got, like, where there's a kid 
whose parents were either baddies or have been killed. It's like, oh, I guess you're our kid now. That's how it works. That's how it works. At the end of the film, you're like, do you want to come in with us? Yeah, all right. That's how yeah. it works. There's no no legalities surrounding that. No paperwork to be done. No, no, no. no. Just like when Sloth well, comes to live with them at the end of the Goonies. <laughs> Basically, when you do have to go to the authorities and fill in that form, it like goes, um, have you met as the result of a traumatic or dangerous event? If yes, skip to end of form. It's like, <laughs> yep. And then yeah, you just do right. the signature at the bottom. We met when the rage virus turned up. Um, oh, perfect. How do, how do you feel? I mean, the creepy moment in this is when the rage guy like, kind of runs in, goes for... He's kind of just there for a second, isn't he? And this is when Don makes his decision. Alice is obviously screaming, Don, please, no. I mean, I'm not saying... I'm not saying for a second that you would do this. However, I mean, leaving her is bad. Le- sorry, leaving the boy is bad, but leaving your wife is 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 even worse. Like, yeah, he's already taken it- out a few of them with a crowbar. What's stopping him taking out another? Or is he literally just like he's f- should so just scared. bashed him? Should have just bashed him and tried to run for it because you're obviously not afraid of bashing him. Yeah, so he's like, so scared get- that he's like, see you later. He has a couple of chances, doesn't he? Though, because. I don't know how it happens. It all happens very quickly, but he chooses to run. And even though the zombie was in the room, the, the infected person, yeah. not a zombie, let's get it right. Yeah. Um, he's in the room with them. Something Somehow it hasn't happened immediately because he has time to run out to like the front garden. And then she's so at the I window. Think, going, I, like, I think they run to another room. So, so Alice and a boy... So he sh- he slams the door. The infected goes at the door where he was, and then Alice and the boy manage to run to like an adjacent room, like another room. Ah, uh, okay. So they, they sh- run in the room. And they lock the door. At a big bay window, saying, "Yeah, yeah come back." She does this this oi that haunts him a few times. She like bangs. Her. She's like, "Oi!" He's like, <laughs> <laughs> "It's like if it was his mom, she'd it's be like, misses, what's his name, Don? Asher and Doors, Robert oh, David I- Carlyle." He's like. <laughs> oh, he's all three of his names. I've only um, been at, I've only I've been only been at the pub having a couple of pints. She's already on to me. She's already she's already chewing my ear off. Come on home. You said you'd be home by nine. Yeah. It's ten past. Uh, so he's he's he he looks back and like he does he does look back and then he does see her get like tackled away. Yeah. So at that point, I'd be satisfied. Okay, I have fucked this, but she is dead. Yeah, you'd be like. Okay, obviously, for all that I've seen, everyone come into contact with these rage people have been dead or raged pretty much immediately. She's definitely dead. So in a way, him telling his kids later that he saw her die isn't a lie. I do think he is lying because he seems to be. I definitely saw her die. Actually, yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, I saw her die. Oh yeah, yeah. They ripped her entrails out. Yeah, yeah. They punched her face in, uh, and I think they even ripped her legs off at the end. Yeah. Uh, so he, if he, 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 whatever he, he goes, and he's. This is a really good scene. Robert Carlyle does some big sprinting, and loads of them are coming over this Ooh, hill. I was very knackered from this moment. So this is the moment, I guess. The, the opening scene's great, but this is the shot that everyone sort of talks about, which is him sprinting, and then out of focus, we just see all these figures just slowly coming over the top of the hill towards him. Um, and obviously, the fact is so memorable is also because of the music the classic 28 days later theme tune as you would call it is also playing uh maybe not robert carlisle's in the theme killer tune. clowns from outer space has yeah. as uh, a film leaned into its like bit of music so hard oh yeah it's great it is effective though. super effective and it's a yeah. great shot because it's kind of you've got this kind of like drone shot behind him 
then you're like with him and then there's this, there's this kind of shot you get with the infected i don't know if they did it in 28 days later where it's kind of like it's like a, a sort of static shot or a steady cam shot but it's right on the zombie's shoulder they're like as they're running yeah. it's kind of like you know like when you got like a chest mounted, a chest mounted gopro or something yeah. it's kind of like you get that but it's kind of like right on the shoulder of the zombie it looks it's really good yeah it's it's this is probably shot of the movie for me yeah um, i think it's shot of the movie but i think it stands up there with loads of stuff in the original as well because yeah it feels like a continuation of that sort of vibe i wonder if they shot this really film. really strong and i th- i'd imagine I don't know they did do this i'd have to look at the marketing but you could just, if you wanted to get people in, hmm. show this five minutes. Yeah, definitely. And then said, "This whole film of this." There's a whole bloody film of this. You won't believe it. Robert Carlyle's um, in but it. But this this scene ends with Robert Carlyle, one of the people that's escaped into the barn, has got himself to a little boat, and is setting it going. I feel kind of bad for this guy because he's got the plan. Yeah, he's like, oh, he's like, yeah, just set this boat going, and before you know it, Robert Carlyle turns up. Rocks the Hurry boat, up. the guy tumbles off and gets got. He does try and help him though, he does say. He yeah. Didn't, he doesn't try and help his wife, but he tries to help this fella. Yeah. So it'd be nice to have a mate, wouldn't it? Um and but he, he gets he gets bitten, turns feral, but he boots him off, and then it just ends with Robert Carlyle speedboating off, like it's yeah. like the guy like yeah, the guy like, in the Tiger up. King oh, shit. got away with it. <laughs> got away with it, yeah. Oh shit, oh shit. <laughs> That's a jet ski, not a speedboat. Yeah. It is um it's like an adrenaline fueled scene, you know. I think I at the end of it you've kind of feel out of breath as well, where you're like, oh bloody hell, finally. Because he's running bloody fast. It's because he's absolutely sprinting. You'd be knackered though, wouldn't you? You would be knackered. Yeah. Then we get a little bit of uh, not narration, it's like on screen text saying, right. Like you said, Ben, from mm. the first infection to 28 days later, country was quarantined. Nah, no good. Five weeks later, they've all they've all died of starvation. Yeah. Not enough, not enough food in their bellies. They're gone. No, um, this is another weird thing, right? So this is another weird thing, and we need to kind of discuss this. They don't eat people, but they do. They do bite, but not very often. Like I don't think we see many bites at all in the first film, and in this one, we do see a couple of bites. Um, that it kind of tends to be pinned down and vomit on, vomit the blood, thumbs yeah. in the eyes, job. That happens a lot. And other times just bludgeon to death. The biting doesn't seem to happen all that often. So that's another thing that sets it apart from from um traditional zombie films. And yeah, they don't they definitely don't eat people. The vomiting and the blood is is one thing on this one. Like you get a little bit of inconsistency with people who sustain injuries that would have killed them but then coming back as because obviously they're not yeah they're not infect they're not zombies they are infected people so you have to functionally still be alive yeah but then um, but then again, there's bits later on with like pits people who are yeah cut asunder like that are still wriggling about on the floor and have big holes blown in them but again is it like the adrenaline thing like the adrenaline from the the rage virus is causing them to have these kind of Freaky. Yeah, no pain at least. Yeah, but, um... no pain. Um, so they're continuing to move, I guess, in a way. Um, maybe activate something like you know when <laughs> they're like, "There's been a car crash. Your kid's trapped under that car." Suddenly, you're like, <laughs> "Phantom, it up. phantom, uh, adrenaline." The power, like of, the power of ten tigers, like the phantom. Bloody power of ten tigers here, mate. Um, so yeah, there's obviously that, and I've this is always a kind of thing that I've kind of fought with zombies, right? Is 
sometimes people get bitten or they get attacked by like a group of zombies, but then they you see them come back as a zombie as well. But I'm like, if traditional zombies, would they they wouldn't stop eating, would they? They just eat that person until they were dead. So why would they necessarily be able to come back as a zombie as well? Yeah. Surely it would only the only people who could turn into zombies would be someone who's been bitten and then they've managed to get away. Yeah. Then turn. Yeah, like that does break down a lot, but then that's how the infection stuff spreads. Same as in zombie movies, right? Like if they were just eating people rather than just yeah. having a bite, then it would be Yeah, exactly. Or maybe or maybe they're like they have they have a couple of bites and then they go, you know what, I am full. I'm not just gonna sit here and eat the old bloody body. That'd be nuts. Or I'm gonna pay. Maybe myself. zombies zombies are like buffet eaters. They want a little bit of everything. They don't want to sit and have a full meal. It's like when you go to a Jimmy Spices or you know another like round the world cuisine place because oh I kind of want a bit of everything. I don't want a full oh, yeah. plate of just a meal. Yeah, oh, yeah. And but then you see people with some mad stuff going on like uh, a curry and like a roast dinner on the same plate. Yeah. No. Because they don't want to go up twice. No, I can't be dealing with that. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the worst combination you could have is. Well, I guess like a dessert and, and I don't know, some of a ice, curry and ice cream. <laughs> full English breakfast and like some sushi. Full English breakfast. I think curry and anything is an extreme is the perfect scenario because curry in itself is pretty intense. A vindaloo curry and a little bit of vindaloo and a little bit of no frozen yogurt would be nice after a vindaloo. Yeah, it would. Oh, maybe it's, maybe I'm maybe I'm being unfair. Yeah, maybe there's a vindaloo, lots of a vindaloo with a burger in the middle. All right, there That's we it. go. Um, so yeah, we get all these little details which say five weeks after they die of starvation, then like a few a little while later, they start to like all traces of the rage virus have gone from the UK, and now what they're doing is trying to move back in some parts of the pop- population from refugee camps into like this quarantine zone which is right in the i guess right in the center of london well yeah the isle of dogs central london um that's it so so for some reason they've depressingly renamed like what's it called like district one (laughs) you know you know what it's already called the isle of dogs yeah Yeah. just call it uh, a base of operations is the isle of dogs rather than we have depressingly named this District, District 1 to make one. it feel like a sanitised, horrible place yeah. to be. American troops coming in as well. We're sticking their oar in. Uh, but yeah, they've they've come in. I guess we're supposed to believe that the, that the UK military has been depleted. To... NATO forces take control of Britain. Uh, okay. so, I've got you. Uh, so, you know, they're part of that. Maybe they've gone, oh, give us a hand, will you? Give us a bloody hand, yeah. Um, You'd have to assume that there would be because there's no sign of there being any type of British government in there. You would assume if they got some mm. kids out that um, there the, would be some semblance government of government still... that would have a hand yeah, in it as true. well. Yeah, it is true. But I think that's the thing. I think there are so many more stories to tell from the first 28 days of this. Like a 28 months or a 28 years later story, great. But there are so many more stories to tell within 28 days later because we only saw it essentially from one person or one small group's point of view. Um, and only London as well. Like, we could have seen it everywhere else. I want to see someone in in Sunderland. Why are you, man? Bloody infected. <laughs> yeah. You could, yeah, there'd be, there's lots of stuff you could do within 28 days later that'd just yeah. be, be right, be quite nice. Interesting. Maybe lovely. Um, okay, um, so... But yeah, depressing um, District 1, formerly the Isle of Dogs. And yeah. we see uh, there's a train coming in and, you know, bless them, 
they are trying to make it nice. The military are saying, oh, tell you what, there's hot and cold running water. There's electricity 24 hours a day. There's even a pub. Oh my God. I hate, I do hate that moment because it's like, what I hate about that is everyone's little reaction to it. They all go, there's a bloody pub here. Well. I'll tell you what, I was worried until they said they got the Queen's head open. They got the, what you got on tap there, John Smiths? What you got? They all have a little giggle and even a pub because we know how much you, you British folk, love your pubs. Is the way they, you guys yeah, love your pubs. A, yeah, they love them. Um, when anyone in America says pub or pint, it does always make me feel a bit strange. So what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, we see on this train, Tammy and Andy, um. Yeah, little, little boy um, and older girl. Um, Mug- <laughs> their surnames of the actors are Muggleton and Poots. <laughs> they they sound like two, ca- oh, Muggleton two and cartoon, again. cartoon animals. <laughs> oh yeah, how old? Yeah, so Muggle- Imogen, Imogen Poots obviously been in plenty of things, but how old is she supposed to be in this? Like a just a teenager because I'd assume like. 16, 17, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why, because in a way, I got the vibe from her. You know, when you get the vibe, sometimes that she's someone a bit older playing someone younger. Yeah. I mean, I, from watching The Last Crusade recently, River Phoenix, I was like, how old is he when he's supposed to be 13 year old Indiana Jones? 19, he was. So uh, I got, I kind of got that vibe um, from her. But still, little, the little kid, uh, Macintosh Muggleton, pretty good. Not been in anything else. That was oh. his one and only film role. Yeah. I like how like, he might have been in TV or something, but I'm only looking at yeah. I like how they say he's been at a refugee camp in Spain and he's come back with a bloody Real Madrid shirt on, hasn't he? He's like, <laughs> you never guess where I've been. Where have you been? I'll be, I'll, I'll be in Spain, mate. I'll speak the language now. I'll speak, speak the language. And uh, I've got a lovely Real Madrid. Buenos dias, he'd say. <laughs> Buenos dias, he'd say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Um, so, yeah, they come back and they're reunited with their dad, Don. And this is kind of odd because obviously they know that their mum died and we've heard and they've obviously spoken to Don to organise them returning. And he's obviously broken the news to them that Alice died um, and obviously told them some details, but not necessarily how she died because when they meet up with him and he's got like a role within the Isle of Dogs or District 1 where he's like, got access to various things he's got like a little key card which opens various things is he like a what? Chekhov's access all that he's a custodian so but he's not Chekhov's a cleaner, but access he's like, hilarious man yeah yeah that, that helps it i've just had to look it up quickly ben if i was being very rude looking down i was working at how old imogen poots was so she was oh, born right. in 1989 um okay. which means she was 18 when the film came out so she's probably about 17 when they made yeah. it yeah, that kind of makes advice. That I mean, that works, doesn't it? I don't know. I just kind of thought maybe she was older playing someone a bit younger. Um, I kind of like the character stuff they do with her when they go back to their house and they go, she listened to all these punk bands, no effects and all that. Look at that. She's, she's well into it. But yeah, the reason <laughs> they go to the house, of course, is... Oh, sorry, we, we should talk about the scene where Robert Carlyle takes his first step towards being a baddie by doing some lies. So, yeah. Yeah. It's really nice that he's come back. He's got his Real Madrid shirts. Oh, yeah, we say here, I've got this. Uh, I've got Chekhov's access all area pass. Look at this. Makes a point of going where um, <laughs> Poots says, oh, so you're a janitor. And he presses the emergency stop on the door yeah. and then puts it back on. So, yeah, 
I run the place, all right? Not just a janitor. I also can this door. Override I can, the emergency I can override the emergency this. door as well. Sounds like something a janitor would be given <laughs> given the, the, the access to. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm someone else, aren't I? Um, um, so then they go in and they say, right, tell us what you know about... Well, I feel this was a conversation you might have had some sort of correspondence over the phone or by yeah, letter maybe. to say, maybe yeah, it's gone. just your dad that's alive. Maybe to given you go, look, I'm really sorry, but we did lose her. Um, I'll explain everything when I see you. All right. I'll rather yeah. tell you in person. But they can't wait for it. It's like Christmas morning. They're like, tell us happened to mom then. Okay, tell us so. what bloody happened to mom then. And you better, um, everything you say, better better pass the must, cut the mustard with me because otherwise <laughs> I'm going to be fuming. Yeah, I think he could have gone into that. The problem with Robert Carlyle here is that he tries to give too much detail in his lie rather than just going, yeah, she died. There was nothing I could have done about it. Yeah. It was um, a Tuesday afternoon at 4.34pm and she was wearing her favourite uh, white cardigan. And, and uh, she was talking about you actually when it happened, um, saying that basically as long as you'd be okay, she'd be happy to go um, and, and die as long as you were fine. So in many ways, that's fine. Um, yeah, and then tells the story about the little boy, and then he, but then he like goes, "Uh, we got separated, and there was nothing I could have done." And she died. Saw her die in front of me. Actually, yeah, I saw saw the light leave her eyes. She was definitely dead. Yeah, when you could have just told the truth and said we got separated in a moment of panic, um, when we were running through this house. I looked around and I saw her got I saw her get like tackled away by infected people. Like so, she's she's gone. Mm. <laughs> Little does he know, less than twenty four hours later, he's going to be proven a liar. Yeah, <laughs> they're like, your wife's still alive. <laughs> Are you happy about that news? Yeah, of course. Why wouldn't I be? I'm I'm over the moon about that news. <laughs> he's not had a problem. He's had the guilt about it, but he's not told a lie about it until today. Yeah, it's, it. it's a bit like it's a bit like you know, oh, what's that? You've got tickets for something last minute. You really want to go? Yeah, yeah, but there's no time to book a time off work. You're gonna have to, you're gonna have to call in sick, call in sick, and then at, and then call in sick, go back the next day, and then actually get ill. Oh, <laughs> and then actually get <laughs> go back next day wearing like a t-shirt of the gig you went to. And they'd be like, while while you sat while you sat there working, stomach starts. Oh no, I'm actually getting sick. Oh. Good. All right, it's one of those things. I reckon he's been acting out in his head for ages. He's like, right, I'll tell this lie, tell this lie, and it won't matter. It won't matter because she's definitely dead. She's definitely dead. There's no way she's alive. No way she's alive. So this lie will never come back to haunt me or bite me ever, 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 ever. He's been do- he's been doing it like around the thing. That's how he's got this access all areas past. They've said right. Um, we're going to give you this pass that allows you to access some areas. And he'd be like, uh, my wife, who I saw die, actually said if she had one wish left for me, <laughs> it was that I'd be able to access all of the areas. So <laughs> like, if, if, if it was your wife's dying wish, I mean, who am I to keep that? I'll watch her die, right? Not only was it a dying witch, but then I had to watch her die. And as she was, in fact, as she was dying, she she shouted out, A, A, A. Yeah, hey, 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 which I think was access all areas, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's what. <laughs> when he's going down the Queen's End the pub, oh, um, there's one pub as well. It's gonna be absolutely round. Have... Yeah, there's one. There's one pub in this whole district, and uh, someone else who's been served before him at the bar has got the last packet of scampi fries. It'd be like. 
I ain't had scampi fries in 28 weeks, mate. Oh, it's just that my wife, who I... <laughs> I she always said that she said to me, Don, you survived this. And then for me, have some scampi fries in the Queen's head on Tuesday, the 13th of September. <laughs> He's just dining out on it. He's dining out. Yeah, on it. And the guys are all take him, take him, take him, take him. He's basically at this point, he's told everybody in District One about his wife. So he's thinking, I'm going to be humiliated if she turns up alive. Humiliated. I won't be able to show my face in the Queen's head yeah. ever again. So he goes, he goes to sleep thinking that. Whereas Andy has a prophetic nightmare about seeing his mom pull her face off. It is pretty horrible, that nightmare. I think it's just like the, the audio that goes alongside it. This kind of a bit screamy and screechy. That kind of made me go, do, you, do you reckon that the filmmakers had, like, in the effects they'd booked, like the the special effects team were like, right, for the price you're paying, you've got these effects, and I will throw in uh, a face pull-off moment. Oh, yeah. It doesn't really fit narratively. Can we... Well, you decide what you want to do with it, all right? You decide what you want to do with it. Yeah. If you want it... <laughs> On the last day, they thought, fuck it, put it in in a dream. Um, Slam it in in a dream. Everyone loves a dream. So he has a nightmare about a mum pulling her face off and he wakes up and goes to see Tammy and says, oh, I'm worried I'm going to forget what she looks like. Um, and she says, I assumed, just a bit of lovely reassurance, oh, don't worry, but... I'll draw I think a she's not she's not telling that she's actually talking about tomorrow. Let's sneak out from under the observation of the American military quite easily. Um and then and then Luckily, just go the only, the only the person house. on watch will be Jeremy Renner. Um and he just he just likes to laugh, to be fair. So he'll see you go and he go, Where are you guys going then, you little cheeky scamps? Yeah, and he like phones it he does phone it in and goes, Oh, some uh the right cheeky bleeders have literally solid snaked their way past like they've yeah. jumped over a bridge and gone like the outside of the bridge <laughs> scuttling along yeah very <laughs> yeah. very cheeky so um, they've snuck they out they're going to go back to their former home which luckily is in well I was going to say in walking distance but they do get themselves a little moped as well um, they want to return to their former home where they're going to collect like photographs but also it looks like they want to collect some no effects albums and, no effects albums uh, some, person, some personal belongings because I'm assuming when they got evacuated they had to leave like within minutes so they didn't get a chance to pick up many things they got no pants that fit but he grown kids those ages they'll be growth spurts at least Andy that's true so um, I, I don't know this is like the, the some of the best like um abandoned street footage of, of London we get well, obviously we get the is it Tower Bridge? Is it Tower Bridge? Yeah, they go across Tower Bridge, they go into the pizzeria, like a, just an empty yeah. Oh okay, pizzeria I'll, I'll, with the dead dead bones in there. Dead bones to get the keys for a moped. Uh I'll tell you oh, what. And he's though. full of bu- he's full of bugs, isn't he? Yeah, he's full of bugs. If it happened in twenty got enough spiders there. <laughs> Yeah, if it happened in 2023, there's bloody delivery drivers everywhere. So yeah. you 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 would have found a you would have found a moped easily, easily. But um, so yeah, so they go back to the house, which is in I don't know, like when they went back to Jim's house in the first film. Now I know that their mum and dad, his mum and dad, had, like taken their own lives in bed, and then obviously said, "We pray you don't wake up," because Jim was in a in a coma. And I think that's really effective. 
Um, but I really, I really got that, like, oh yeah, this house has been left alone for bloody ages. They've just Where, left in a hurry. Just left in a hurry. Whereas with this one, I don't know if I entirely got it. Not until we go up into the attic. Is it like an attic room? Isn't? Yeah. 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 They go up into an attic room. So they go and they get in the new FX albums and they're doing all those things. And, having a go. Having a go. And he's gone. He's <laughs> gone for a go on the trampoline. What was with the transition? What was with the transition between the scene of this? Did you notice it? With the trampoline. It was weird. I can't remember what happened. Yeah. I think someone someone closed something, and as they closed it, like feet landed on the trampoline. So it was like a really, it was just a weird choice of, of just, cut to make. Yeah, he's bouncing up on the trampoline. There's a there's one weirder cut. Then we'll come to it. Okay, um, <laughs> it's very brief. When Idris Elba's in twenty four, um, yeah. So... Oh yeah, well when it goes, <laughs> yeah yeah that one, yeah the sort of wipe cut. Yeah, that was weird. That <laughs> keeps him on screen. Um, that was odd. Yeah, so. Andy's doing a bit of trampolining, and then he just said, "This film is also beset with people who don't answer when you call them." <laughs> oh God, yeah, that's annoying, isn't it? He's like, "Tammy, Tammy, fucking not calling them. You can come here." Um, so he goes up to the to the loft, and there's loads of maggoty tins. Um, up there that he sees someone's been living up there the rest of the house has been fairly untouched but it looks like someone's yeah. been living up there someone who hasn't taken the bloody time to just clean up there's been no zombies there for yeah. 28 well five like, weeks after the are event. we supposed so to think been... that she's kind of like not mentally all that like all there yeah at this moment. she's no, like let's, let's delirious she is she is poorly yeah um so yeah they go in there and pokes the little head out there. It's a, uh, it's the it's the mom who we saw the get mom. got. So it's kind of mad to think that I kind of I do enjoy the the sort of mystery to surround this, like how she's made it back to the home because obviously she is infected, but she's asymptomatic, so she's not like gone full rage. Um, maybe a bit ragey because she like yeah, hugs because she does she does hugs that are too tight now, right? Yeah, she's like hugging her son. Oh my god, I can't believe it. You're here squeezing him. He's like, You're hurting me, hurting me, and he runs away. Um, but yeah, she's obviously she can communicate, she's kind of conscious to a degree. Well, you um, say that she doesn't do it that well because yeah, 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 so they they run out of the house and uh, there's army men there for some reason. They were not able to beat them to the place with a yeah, helicopter. Yeah. Um so they've turned up now. The kids are really in trouble. No, because Doyle says, We've got a couple of stray dogs. And then the helicopter pilot says, Dogs, eh? And they go, No, well, actually, puppies. I, I, just, I would like to have what if the helicopter pilot was confused this whole time and thought he was actually looking for puppies. <laughs> I can't see yeah. anybody puppies. There's two kids here, but I don't know what they're doing. Wasting helicopter petrol sending me out looking for. Because <laughs> that's what, what they, they told them they have to. They, that's why people aren't allowed out, right? Because they oh, there's feral dogs and rats everywhere oh yeah is that the reason they say it that's terrifying isn't it um and they also point out in this as well it doesn't cross to other species just just people oh yeah yeah that's right um because um, actually only because only the the ape in the original doesn't have the same rage virus as they do it's just like still just an angry mm. angry monkey he's not he's not as good. bad yeah it just um it gets into human blood it obviously goes a bit yeah, so they've they've been they've got them, and I should say we've had a couple of scenes with the soldiers already joking about and um, Jeremy Renner scaring his mate. Does like the tr- 
the triple jump scare. Oh god, um, yeah. Oh, all right, mate. All right, you you got me the first time. Yeah, yeah. What's that? Twice, twice. Yeah, twice. Fall on you. Fall on me. Yeah, fall me twice. Yeah, yeah. well, three times. That's too much. Take, <laughs> yeah, take your job really seriously, angry. for fuck's sake. Well, actually, to be fair, he should take his job seriously because I'm pretty sure if you're going to be up all night in the helicopter, you probably you're on a night shift. You probably slept during the day. But he's like, well, nothing to do now but kick back and sleep in this helicopter. <laughs> yeah. But again, this is the thing. They obviously all think, and they probably, the general consensus amongst the military is like, look, there's going to be no action here because the rage virus is dead. There's no way it can come back. No one survived. And I guess you would believe it to a degree until there's like this anomaly, which is a person with asymptomatic. Yeah. Um, yeah. And they, they take about the kids have been put in quarantine. And I guess they would. They were there in a they're put in like a perspex box where they're where the dad completely like so donny turns up and he's and he's basically like right what were you bloody what were you thinking running off out there but unfortunately his his tenuous grasp on power in this situation is completely image oh, yeah. turns around and goes you said mom was bloody dead and he's like oh, she thought you might be alive up. Yeah, because when they when they tell her they go, We find your kids, and he goes, Oh yeah, thank God, thanks for that. Cheers, brilliant. And we find your wife. What? Excuse me? No, that's it. I'm out. He runs off again. Gets back gets back in his speedboat. Oh shit. Shit. Shit, I gotta get out of here again. Jesus Christ, she's following me everywhere. I actually didn't even blazing it up the Thames. I liked her before, but then when we were in an apocalypse together, I thought she's actually a dick. So I'm not interested in being around. She didn't even offer me the last bit of tomatoes. <laughs> no interest. That's the thing. This is kind of odd as well. We're 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 led to believe that they have got a good relationship before that. If there was like a bit of a doubt, like because they were, despite the fact there's a apocalypse in the in the farmhouse, they're having a bit of a kiss and a cuddle. It's clearly yeah. still got a little bit of um, affection between them going on. If we were meant, if there was a bit of um, uh, tension between them. Then maybe we could believe more that he oh he's left her because he's had a guts full. Yeah, because he's yeah, he's yeah. But the <laughs> fact that he's like still claiming to like love her and everything just shows that just makes him seem like a, a, a just a coward. Just a, a yellow bellied, lily livered coward. Um oh or maybe it's just to show maybe that flashback shows that what he bloody loves is smooching. Yeah, that's true. I've seen you. <laughs> yes. Am I interrupting uh, something? Yeah, you are actually. Fuck's sake. Yeah, um, this kiss that I was doing. You don't mind. Um so, so they do they do tests on Alice, don't they? They they do the classic uh get her naked and spray over pressure washer, okay? Just get her nice and <laughs> That's the worst. You think they could explain? So ah. right, it is important that we decontaminate you now. So it's gonna be it's gonna be a cold spray, I'm afraid. Brace yourself. But no, it just likes that she's being manhandled. Having yeah. her face pushed into some perspex while they squirt over the hose. Yeah, it's pretty. It's like brutal. washing the dog. <laughs> it's pretty unfair. Um, and yeah, they then they do the tests, and that is when Scarlet, played by Rose Byrne, she's like a medical officer. She works out that yeah, she's an asymptomatic carrier of the rage virus. Um, and I think she's like keen to we got to do more tests. We could be able to work out a, um, a cure. But I'm like, well, she might be really a cure. cure. It's gone. Yeah. It's pretty much gone. And, uh, apart from this person. But Idris Elba's like, fuck it, you can you can do tests on a corpse. <laughs> yeah, hate, I mean, I hate to say it. Yeah, he's right. <laughs> well, I hate to say it as well, but he is yeah. right. He's the bloody general. 
follow his orders immediately if you had a bit more respect for, for, for the chain of command here. But insanely, when Don was given an access all areas pass that included the military the, the, hospital, military hospitals, you could anywhere, you can go anywhere. The general's personal toilet, this card will open that, even if he's in there, even if he's in there, pinching a loaf right now. Access. Access all areas, literally everywhere. It's because he's humiliated. He's like, right, that's it. I'll go and tell her. I'll go and tell her just that I didn't mean to get it bad. Because if if the lads down the Queen's Head see me with you, they'll they'll think I'm a right mug. Right. When we when you get when we get over this and you come to the pub, can you tell a few people that it was your last wish (laughs) that I have that bag of scampi fries? (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, you have that bag of scampi fries. I did actually. Yeah. Thanks it's how lies catch up with you as a as an aside here. My favourite yeah. story is from one of my friends about his son when he was much younger at school telling telling lies. Apparently once he like he was picking him up from school one day at primary school and he came on and he came on. Had, no, it wasn't him actually. It was like maybe it was his wife picking their son up. But either way, he like came storming out to his mum and said, right, if anyone asks, my dad is Ultron and he can lift up our house. <laughs> Jesus, it's as strong as Ultron can lift of all the our lies, house. Of all the lies to tell, where have you even tried to lift up your house from? One of the corners? <laughs> it'll break. You wouldn't just lift up a hole. It'll break. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come on now. Tell them unless you live in a caravan. Maybe you could pick that up safely. Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, so he's gone to see his wife to, to get her to buy into this stuff. The access and, and unfortunately, not only does he open the doors, but all of the guards are on like predictable patrol routes. They're just going up and down, so he can like right their backs turned. I'll go through up, on, up and down, and when they get to the top, they're like, hmm, hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you quickly sneak past them. That's really easy. This is level comes one. Past in, comes past <laughs> in like a cardboard box. Um, <laughs> so yeah, he's, he's solid level in. one. There is no one watching this highly infectious only living uh you know carrier of the rage virus in existence as far as we're aware yeah. no one's watching them 24 hours a day no one's executed the the general's orders to just like, yeah it's you know, pretty lax down. isn't it it is pretty lax it's unbelievable but i think we always think it's unbelievable then we realize like people people in these positions are incompetent not all of them but often these things do yeah, happen. That's true. So Robert Carlyle's able to walk in and he goes, uh, they really did think you were dead. Mm. And it, it's weird because his wife has been fairly uncommunicative because she only managed to shout and say that she wants to see her children. So maybe oh, yeah. she's been, it could be the trauma from having been on her own for what, half a year-ish. Yeah. Um, it, it I just want to see my children and squeeze them hard. Yeah, big hugs. Mm. Um, so the, she comes close and he gives he gives her a snog, um, and then obviously the saliva rage virus transfers and it's it installs itself real quick. Um, <laughs> good acting from Robert Carlyle here. He's slamming himself about. He's yeah. Real physical. Well, we're me- are we meant to think that Alice has done this on purpose? Like she knew it was going to happen because she's kind of got like a little bit of a wry smile on her face. Like she wants yeah. revenge on him for abandoning her, but she's tied to the bloody table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Immediately backfires. You're tied to the table. Yeah. So he gets a bit vomity. 
not vomity, like salivy, spitty. Um, because it's like ra- it's like rabies, but yeah, he's flobbing all over the place. Um, and then he gets up like bloody hell, and then like, maybe it's because he's um, maybe it's because he's trapped in a room with just one person at this point. Because obviously, again, this is the the thing I point like so from a biological point of view, she is infected. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So if you're I, saying yeah, that you the often... rage virus, if you're saying that the rage virus is smart enough for it to only compel its victims to attack people that don't yeah. have the rage virus, mm-hmm. it would recognize her. But yeah, because do you remember when um, Brad Pitt injects himself with that thing at the end of World War Z, and they all just run past him? Oh, he gives himself like he temporarily gives himself every disease in the world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that's it. Oh yeah, so it's different than this. So he didn't. In- he doesn't inject himself with. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So they they understand that he's sick, and they don't go for him. Um, because yeah, they found like infection, right? It's a bit like how that woman from Species didn't want to shag the guy who is got diabetes or something. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, <clears throat> it, it but that doesn't work in this because maybe it's because she's the only thing in the room, and he's had a guts, or maybe it's because they wanted to do a thumbs in the eyes number. Oh, but yeah. he basically. Thumps shit out of her and kills her. He thumps shit out of her, gives her the old eye thumbs in the eyes trick, which really doesn't make sense that he would do that because that was a, a Killian Murphy um, move when he was <laughs> yeah, not fact, so that was a, that's a that's a move, right? That's a human move. That's not like a. It's clear. Clearly, they've just gone right. The thumbs in the eyes was great. We've got to get that in a few times in this film because everyone loves it. Um, but it's not even as as effective. This I don't think the the effect of the thumbs in the eyes in this one doesn't look anywhere near as brutal. In twenty eight days later, it proper looks like they're in there. Yeah. Um. By the way, he he does that, and it is a gruesome scene. Mm. And then we get a quick flash of basically, he's used Chekhov's AAA pass. To, <laughs> to, I'm assuming is it just on his belt and all of the door. Locks are yeah again. So I don't mean to bring, I don't mean to bring Metal Gear Solid in it into it again, but doesn't that work somehow? Like when he's just got the card yeah. on his person, it just lets him through the doors. Yeah, it's got like the level six key card, so every time he walks up to a door, it automatically opens, and it's just loads of little shots of him thumping various soldiers because no one with a machine gun looked up a no. corridor and went, "Who's that approaching no. me?" Didn't hear him coming. But that's the thing. He's a bit more tactful, this this uh, Robert Collard, isn't he? He managed to avoid some firebombs. He's a bit creepy. Like, he creeps around stalking people. He's yeah. a serious wronging. Um, yeah, he is. He's special infected. So... So, he, so he goes on a rampage, and essentially um, infection, Mark II, begins, but obviously only in District 1, but still. Um, Scarlet manages to... Well, basically, while this is all going, they, they lock a whole group of people in like a underground sort of area is that kind of what an underground sort of area where there are other ways in yeah <laughs> and they go oh, don't lock us in here well just shut the doors don't lock don't lock us in he's like nah precautions mate we're taking precautions now we didn't take precautions before but now we're taking precautions um yeah and then during this like rapid rage infection sequence that happens robert carlisle ends up in this room and i think this is pretty cool because it's very claustrophobic it's dark you know people are get it's not just him running wild because he infects people pretty quickly and then there's like more than one in there and that is when um 
Andy manages to get up in the in the um crawl space, not the crawl space. Yeah, I'd have just I'd have just stayed there if I was Andy. Air events. Oh yeah, hundred percent. I'd be like, this is brilliant. This is the best place I could be. Um, but no. But no, he comes back out, and this is the point where we've had uh, General Stone has sent the orders. Hey, at this point, we're just containing people. Only shoot the infected, um, yeah. and they're finding it. They're finding it hard. Um, yeah. And then, just as the point Andy comes out, um, this is where we've had the other great screen transition because we've gone to General Stone Idris Elba a few times, yeah. where he's giving the orders, and we're seeing all the snipers on the various buildings taking shots and so on. Um, and then he gets his 24 screen wipe where... Oh, it's mad. Idris is all the way to one side of the screen, like looking concerned. It's almost as if you can imagine, like, what's happening in that area now? And then <laughs> it scrolls across from the side, and we see, basically, people breaking through doors and getting out of that room, because they have only just padlocked it yeah. shut. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so... Um, all this is happening. Andy has come out, and this is when uh, Idris Elba, General Stone, having had his screen wipe moment, has decided that all targets are now viable. You could shoot everyone. Um, I don't know. Maybe I'd have gone for that a little bit sooner. It was pretty chaotic to begin with. Um, but at that point, uh, this is where Jeremy Renner, Doyle himself, um decides once he's got the little boy in his sights he thinks nah nah i'm not gonna kill that little boy i'm not gonna kill i can't kill kill macintosh muggleton i never would no so he he decides against harry potter (laughs) but he doesn't decide to just not shoot the little boy and you know he thinks not only that i'm just gonna walk off this lovely i'm gonna walk off the roof of this building i'm just gonna go down to the um yeah Bit. We should say that Andy has somehow got separated from his sister and the Doctor Scarlet, who got them out of their cube. Sorry, we missed that little bit there. So they're in quarantine, and one of the scientists that was looking after them, mm. they were being guarded, unlike the infectious woman. Um, so he comes, he leaves the room, says, "I'll be right back." Comes back in in uh, a, a rage-infected state, but Roseburn blows him away. So she has them, but they got separated, and this is this is where it all basically comes together. So unable to shoot a little boy, Doyle, Jeremy Renner, leaves his post, basically. Doesn't just not shoot a kid, he just goes, no, fuck it, actually, I'm not going to do anything. Fuck okay, it, I'm not going sh- not, not to shoot a kid, and I'm also, I'm done shooting everyone. I'm yeah, so he... He heads off. Um, Andy is attracted by some people. So, hey, come in here. And they've got a little safe haven that they're hiding That's in. That's kind of weird, isn't it? That's like, come over here. we got old pallet full of Coca-Cola. <laughs> That's literally yeah. what's going on in there. We're riding in this warehouse. Yeah. Um, Tammy and Scarlett are in there. So they're they're reunited. They're all reunited. Um, and they're going, oh, what should we do? Should we go out in the morning? Jeremy Renner, who's also just sneaked him through the back door or something like that says yeah nah uh now you gotta go you should go now because snipers will find it harder to shoot you in the and this time. is this is the stuff where obviously all of the lights have gone off for some reason because it's like dark but it's shot in such a way where obviously we still need to see so it's kind of it just looks very strange doesn't it these scenes yeah it's weirdly graded um but yeah so basically jeremy renner has basically become a, a rogue survivor now as well he's gonna oh, 
just throw in with this these people that are being killed. Um, yeah, that's literally it. But it, I just feel like we need like there needs to be someone like we need Idris in the in the control room or something like making this stuff happen. Um, and then if if he is going to go full villain, then we'll see him eventually get got as well. But we don't. He kind of just completely completely vanishes. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I get it because it's not meant to be that you assume that the implications of this film is that the UK can't be infected again because the only people that are there are the ones that are in this refugee camp. So there are no stakes that the country's going to be ruined again because it's not unruined yet. So hmm. those the infected that aren't destroyed in this event will basically just die out again at the worst case scenario yeah um and yeah that's true actually they could just essentially let if they just escape everybody who's left in district one that they'll just put it down to oh we fucked that up didn't we lads jesus wait another wait another five weeks from all to starve yeah um yeah so they're 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 pulling out but they're now shooting everyone so mm. there's a little bit where they run across again this is this feels like a bit of an unconnected scene where basically they're all get they say they're gonna wait until morning, but it is pretty light immediately. It feels almost yeah. like uh, and they're being shot by snipers already, but not great snipers, not like Jeremy Renner. These snipers are dog shit. Um, oh yeah, there's so one people it, have so I think he shot. says he says something like one of them's not a marksman or he's spooked or something, doesn't he? So he's like Yeah, so he's not a marksman, he's spooked and he tries to encourage this guy i'm not sure we get a name just like man just a bloody man isn't it it's just that man who somehow <laughs> survives through like a few different sequences where i thought okay he's gonna he's gonna be gone now he's definitely yeah, gone so, now. so man is there and he goes but he run out there will you man just serpentine across this thing and yeah the that's what he won't says. get you i would never believe that or i feel like yeah running run a zigzag you'll be all right he's never gonna catch you but how big, how big, should my, how big should my zigs and zags be? Yeah, I just anticipate the zag. If you weave too, if you weave too much, yep. Well, that guy isn't a marksman, Ben. Not like you. He's not oh, yeah, played Space Invaders. He's not going to shoot where he's going to be. He only <laughs> shoots you know, where he is. I've I've played enough Days Gone, right? Where I've got the old bloody horde coming towards me, and if one zigzag in towards me, I'll anticipate the zigzag and shoot him. Yeah. All right, because I'm I'm a legend. And even in a even just shoot in, a... Just shoot in the middle, he's gonna zig or zag. Yeah, right exactly. <laughs> and even in a, a, a I've had no military training, but you know, I reckon I could hold my. I could. I'd be the first one to die, wouldn't I? Let's be honest. If you there, yeah, you've got a sniper rifle in this scenario. You're doing all right. You're doing something right. Doing fine, yeah. Doing You're very least on a roof. Um. Yeah. So that while that man's bloody getting chopsy about it, saying, "Oh, I gotta go," and then little little Andy goes, "Fuck it, I'll go. I've got my new trainers out of this box when I went back to my house." Leo so Andy, he um, he goes for it. He's serpentining around. Jeremy Renner has taken a couple of steps away as Duel. So not not half an hour ago, he was on the roof saying, "I'm not happy about having this kid in my sights." To Stepping away from his job to now, I'm yeah. going to murder another soldier. Yeah, I know, I know it is kind of crazy, isn't it? But maybe he's, he's literally just thinking, um, you know, I'm fighting for my life here. They're going to kill me regardless, so I might as well kill them first. He's only fighting for his life because he chose to go down there yeah. a few minutes ago. Yeah, but um, he's like, right. So he watches where the sniper shoots and just blows him away. Um, and then they're about to go when 
his old mate um, phones him on the helicopter and says, even though you scared me three times earlier, I'm going to give you a heads up that they're about to firebomb the entire Isle of Dogs. So um, you've... You've They're got about to firebomb the entire Isle of Dogs, and I'll be honest with you, I've never seen CGI fire look that te- as terrifying as this. This is mad. All right, you better get sentient out sentient fire, like the fire that's generated by the lasers from the Independence Day uh, oh, yeah. aliens. Exactly. Uh, only a dog jumping into a doorway could escape. <laughs> um, that's pretty much what Robert Carlyle does. He's the dog in the doorway when he's just like hiding, looking at the fire, like behind the behind the wall or something. Yeah. Um, so they're about to firebomb the whole place in about five minutes. They all just start legging it to get out of the out of the zone. Mm. Um, again, the US military have not had any other use during this code red situation. No missions to give this helicopter pilot. Yeah. So he's loving it, he's really. He's a line he's manager, like... mate. He's, just... <laughs> he's loving it, really. He's like, finally, I've got some real stuff. Um, and I could just save the people, but I'm actually only in really interested in saving my mate. Um, um, so he's far enough and he goes, oh, it's going to be firebombed. And so it is, like, literally. But before that happens, is this a vision, do you think, Ben? Or is this thing you so after Andy has done his no, serpentine, he sees Robert Carlyle, like his dad, zombie dad, standing there. Yeah. And then Jeremy Renner leans down next to him and he's gone, like Jason Bourne. Mm. Because, yeah, I don't know what we're supposed to think, really, because... Really, everything we've learned from the rage virus so far, he should just make a beeline for them and try and kill them. Yeah. But the rage virus people shouldn't have a plan, should they? But they he's never said I'll do a little bit, of, do a little bit of um scaring and go. I'll just, I'll just, I'll scare him a little bit, but then I'll come back and get him a little bit later. Yeah, it'll be worth it. Yeah. So he, so Robert Carlyle avoids the fire, as do only just our guys. They're literally running out a corridor, and it's like minimum safe distance ten. Nine, yeah, eight, and they just <laughs> the fire stops. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, we just about made that. Lucky us. So they get out of there and they get out of the off the Isle of Dogs and they go to a lovely fun fair. Um, but also the infected. Tell you what, they linger on this fun fair. Well, this like uh, what's it called? Merry go round thing. They linger. They got all the shots. They got shot. There's like shots of royalty and little paintings on there. Little Prince Charles. There. It's like they've got Prince access Charles. to this and they've gone right. We've got to really make the most of this and show everybody that we're in a lovely. We've got a... life goes on. You know, merry grounds. Ex... Merry go round still exist. No matter what. Yeah, we see that. Do you think that... any of the pictured royals got out of the of that situation? I don't know, but apparently there's another piece of trivia for you. Now you said that um, initially before when they're first talking about a sequel they wanted to do 29 days later possibly using the same characters from the first one um and their idea to be getting away obviously because they were going to be saved at the end then when they were thinking about doing a film set within 28 weeks later it was going to focus on sas team heading into london to retrieve either the prime minister or the queen um but then they were like look we can't cast we want robert carlisle in this we can't cast him as prime minister or the queen so we'll do something else completely Okay. I would have quite liked that. Yeah. Surely they would have got the Prime Minister or Queen out less than 28 days later. Yeah. Exactly. One. 28 hours later. Now. The Queen. Maybe this is another another pitch episode, Ben. We'll have to work on this for Patreon. Yeah, what would we do? Our our 28-something later Mm. pitch. Don't give away any of that gold. Get thinking about it. We'll do it. 
Um, I will. So, um, have you played? Um, it was a Wii U game originally, but it's available on other consoles now. Zombie U, the like a roguelite zombie yeah, game. I played it a little bit. That's in London as well, isn't it? Get to go and see what the Queen's up to there. I think there's like oh, Buckingham Palace guards. I don't know if you see the Queen, but oh yeah, oh yeah, because um, the the cover is like a Buckingham Palace guard, right? Yeah. Mm. I I played it a bit, but I think it was one of those where I just had a little dabble. Didn't didn't I get. I think the involved. weapons break, don't they? So I'm like, no. Mm-hmm. I ain't doing Tears of the Kingdom for this, uh, guys. I'm not doing it for you, Zombie You. <laughs> um, so um, they escape the fire zone. They have a lovely time at the at the theme park, and um, Jeremy Renner's mate in the helicopter, old old Link himself. Yeah. Um, from the Matrix, not Legend of Zelda. Um, <laughs> that two yeah, Legend Har- of Zelda mentions within like thirty seconds. Harold is on his way, um, so he's he's flying along, and then well, he for tells some reason him, all the conversations infect- they've had. He tells them they're infected of fifty. He goes, "They're fifty away from you," and they go like fifty minutes, and he goes, fifty bloody seconds, mate." Bloody god! Yeah, and they're <laughs> they're legging it along, and then he arrives only at this point to realize you never explained to me that um, you had a load of fellas with you, load of you had a fellas with you. Oh, so of course it, is. What, it looks like what a do you tiny, think I went off the roof for? It looks like a tiny helicopter as well, like where you couldn't really fit anyone in. But um, yeah, he basically says, I ain't taking you. Uh, but then the man, the character named Man. Character named Man does a proper old lady from from Speed, doesn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, just like, get me the hell out of here, leaping across the buses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you and everyone else now. Yeah, that's exactly it. I thought he was going to ruin it for everyone else. He's going to cause the helicopter to crash. Yeah. I'll tell you what, though. For for an unnamed character, now I've got some grip strength. Grip strength, grip strength is unbelievable. He's hanging on. He's... Like, well, this is a bucking, bro- this is a, a bucking bull, whatever. It was a helicopter scenario. Like a bucking bronco. Bucking bronco. And then, and then uh, the, the pilot goes, fuck this, you know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to turn this these propellers directly at the infected. And you know what? This is kind of good. It feels like it's from another film. It feels like it's from, I don't know, Land of the Dead or Resident mm-hmm. Evil. It doesn't necessarily feel like it fits well in this world, but the over-the-top mowing down of like dozens of infected with the Literally propellers. just splatters more. The pro- now, I thought at this point that the man hanging on was going to be, because he gets absolutely caked in it. Yeah, I thought he's like just going to be infected, a, right? It's, it's like he's been on an episode of Get Your Own Back. He's, <laughs> he's um, a bloody gunged, mate. And it's yeah, so 100% he, convinced that someone's got on his eyes or mouth, right? Yeah, I thought someone would have got in him, and then I thought he was going to take out the helicopter by climbing up climbing with infected up. strength yeah. and getting him. But no, what happens is that they've he's just cut a swathe through these people, and then he just spins him off onto the floor. Yeah, and it is it is brutal. Like this is a fairly good. Like sure, it's heavily CGI, but the cuts are good enough where it looks decent enough. Body parts flying everywhere, blood and guts and viscera. Yeah, it's good. If you were the man who was, if you were the our beloved character man, um, <laughs> would you try your best to die when you fall another helicopter so you can't get got by the infected? I don't know. What would you do? How would you try your best to die? Full head first. <laughs> you try and pivot towards your head. <laughs> <laughs> you try, or like try and lift yourself up. To get get my head in the propeller, for God's sake. 
Yeah. Um, try and get in that, you know, that little back propeller, try and like thrust yourself into that to yeah. try and get got. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And after that, he like, he flies off and then he says, right, meet me at Wembley Stadium. He calls it someone else, doesn't he? Meet me at Wembley Stadium. Uh, Elton John's playing his final gig of his UK tour uh, right now. I know it's a bit, bit weird, but, you know, he's, he's trying something new. Um, get yourself there. Get rid of everyone else. But at this point, because man is dead. And so Rose Byrne is a mil- is military personnel. Yeah. Doyle is military personnel. It's just two kids they got with them. So the, the helicopter part, Flynn, is just like, <laughs> get rid of everyone else you got with you. What Two kids. Yeah, surely, yeah, surely Rose Byrne would be authorized to go. Yeah, exactly. And if she and she's like the a man is gone. Medi- she's like the chief medical officer. She is basically Sir Chris Whitty. Um, <laughs> is he a sir? Is Chris Whitty? I, I, I imagine so. You that. You've added um, that. Yeah. So he, she is basically Chris Whitty, and she's saying this kid's really important because he's probably the key to immunity. Oh she yeah. Knows that he's got the um. So literally, everyone there is of of interest. I mean, I guess not the sister, but you kind of got to bring her. Because Ma- man is now dead. Yeah. His main problem was with man. <laughs> man is dead. So for God's sake, Flynn, sort it out, will you? You just killed all the infected. Just calm down and and land elsewhere. Well, there's, there's, still, there's still a few more because they're still... Oh, yeah, that's right. No, sorry. I can't, I can't do that helicopter thing I've just done again. Yeah, <laughs> no, again, that's too risky. I mean, yeah, incredibly so, risky. Um, so he can't do that again. So, so all, he's like, right, sort of like running There's like a slow-mo moment of them all running for the infected now where we see like Rose Byrne doing her best limp acting. And she's <laughs> oh, running in oh, slow poorly, motion. Like, poorly like, um, and Oh yeah, because she, yeah. she got like a flesh wound, didn't she? She got like shot by the... She got sniped like, ever so shortly. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but then what happens is the military like drop nerve gas on the area to kill the infected to which, as you know, a Volvo V70, and yes, it is a Volvo V70 because it says <laughs> it here. I don't believe that that's in the wiki. It is in the wiki. Honestly, they break into an abandoned Volvo V70. As you know, they're vacuum sealed. <laughs> I mean, no, they do. Uh, only, only if you close the vents. Oh yeah, that's right. Clo- they yeah. close the vents and they, and they cover up their, they put their, their put the t-shirts. Like they're like, Apparently, um, deadly, deadly nerve gas, no more invasive than farts. Because if you put if, if you put your t-shirt up over your mouth, works, and that's how it works, mate. That's how you get get away from it. That's how right. everyone, loads of people could have survived that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, they 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 all get in the car, but they're only like feet in front of the infected as they get there, um, and. Yeah. This this part with Doyle like sacrificing himself feels unnecessary because it, it's one of those moments in film or in TV shows where someone sacrifices himself. You're like, surely he could have just got away. It's like Clark Kent's dad in in bloody. <laughs> Sorry, so I am so I am to die. So well, no, you can't. Even though there's a load of carnage going around, it's a bloody a hurricane tornado. Whatever, you can't save me because everyone know that you're Superman. So just let me die. Uh, yes, Dad, I will. Um, this is the same. We're like, oh, just American soldiers with flamethrowers coming near. Surely, the, has the gas dispersed enough? Because he can get out and cover his mouth. They all just need to run away. But no, he commits to pushing the car so they can push start it, and they flamethrower him to death. Yeah, they don't look yeah, at him pushing all, the car all... in in military gear and think, hang on a minute, 
Is that so? Was that one of our lot? No, burn him. And he doesn't stop, yeah. drop, and roll. He just stops and drops. <laughs> There's no roll yeah, involved. Yeah, right. Yeah, because all the infected that are banging on the... That's a good scene, though. I'll say that. When yeah, all the yeah, infected are banging on the car trying to get in, that'd be scary, and then they all get nerve-gassed. Yeah, definitely. Um, I find it scary. Um, but yeah, it's his turn to tell a lie, but not a bad lie like Bad Dad Don. He goes, you get to Wembley, I'll meet you there. And it's like, you sure? Because it feels like you're going outside to blatantly get burned up. Says, mm. Well, I'll meet you there. I'll meet you there, um, mate. It's fine. Did he get burned? Do you reckon he'll still meet us there? Yeah. I mean, maybe. You did promise. You never know. Yeah. Um, I did promise. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, he gets, he gets burned up, but they escape. They don't drive all the way there, though, do they? They drive to the nearest underground station. Yeah, I don't know if they, like, the roads are blocked or something, but they get to the nearest underground station. And this is a good sort of like Last of Us feel feeling moment when they go into London underground. Uh, Last of Us feel, but also like Buffalo Bill. Um, Silence of the Lambs. End um, of Wreck. Night Vision stuff. Yeah, yeah, End of Wreck stuff. Did this come out before or after Wreck? I think Wreck came out in 2007 as well. You know? You might want to double check that. Um, Have a quick look. But yeah, maybe it's just timeless, isn't it? The old uh, Night Vision, Night Vision zombie stuff. But this is another thing, like, Jeremy Renner's character got offed pretty simply, and I feel like Rose Byrne's character, after all she's done, gets offed pretty easily as well and, and that was kind of cool because um don is like stalking them in the underground who knows that's it got... this is the nemesis again this is Reg the ne- was how did he let get there how, did, how on earth did he get there so he's he has he's been following him the whole time not even he must have somehow got ahead because so yeah. we're, we're we're to believe that don um escaped from the fire yeah Thought well, rather than uh... escape from the bloody um the gas as well. Yeah, ra- yeah, escape from the gas rather than go after them when they just you know straight line it to the merry-go-round place. He'd gone. I'm gonna get a bloody head of them. They're gonna have to go to the underground sooner or later. If I know my kids, <laughs> I know my um, kids. They're never. <laughs> but the underground bit's really good. So Roseburn is able to see through the through the rifle sight, the night vision scope yeah. that we've that down the stairs and there's obviously because loads of people loads of infected died down there so very much like the game outlast as well, it, where, where you can only use your infrared thing to to see yeah so she's there going right go down she gives them some poor instructions say go forward, go forward. stop 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 immediately yeah um, it's, 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 yeah i mean she she'd have me on edge i feel like i'd be like oh, for god's sake stop shouting I'm doing my best. Like, um, so she basically fluffs the instructions. They both fall down the stairs. Yeah. Um, Humiliating. Andy, for the second, right, gets his sister back at the worst possible time. Goes, ah, oh, now I'm not going to come when you call me. She's going to fucking wander off. Yeah. Um. So he well, he wanders he wanders off. Scarlet's looking for him. Rose, Burn, uh, uh, so Scarlet and Tammy are both looking for him. Um, but who they find is Robert Carlyle. And he doesn't infect Scarlet or the, like he just yeah. bashes her in with the rifle. Yeah, he just Yeah, just bashes her in with the rifle. And we see like the POV from the rifle site just smashing her head in. Um and I was kind of a bit like, oh, maybe she'll survive this. Nope. Um and that is when he like runs and takes down 
Andy as well, and he's like on top of him. And again, like there's a couple of times where Andy's got like some blood on his face or something. But we're, I guess we're supposed to believe that he's infected as well, based on the way he's that not Andy... before, but he is now, he right? Is now. Oh, right. Is it okay? Is that right? Because he looks at Andy oh, yeah. for a minute and he, he does bites pause. Him. He bites him now, doesn't he? He bites him. Maybe now. maybe he's got a, a little bit of familiarity. Maybe it's a, a Birkin moment then, a Resident Evil parallel yet yeah. again. He recognises family maybe because he is yeah, he is a special kind of zombie. He has more thought behind it. Yeah. Um, but he's, I'm still going to bite the hell out of you. But he does he does bite him, but um, um, Tammy turns up, shoots up Robert Carlyle, Donnie, so yeah. he is dead. Andy, I'm glad she doesn't. Does, she doesn't hesitate. Uh, she does hesitate with Andy though, because then he goes, "No!" He just runs off. <laughs> runs off I guess yeah. assuming that I, I, he thinks he's going to get raged out any second, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. But it seems to um, it happens quicker than that, anyway, doesn't it? Yeah, but but uh, Tammy catches up with him, has a look in his eye, and thinks, "No, yeah, I've got a red eye now, but." Uh, you find it doesn't go into the doesn't go into the iris, so you so you're safe. You're absolutely safe, mate. You'll be absolutely fine. Don't worry about it. No, uh, you're fine. I mean, I'd be careful hugging him and kissing him. Um, oh yeah, I won't kiss him. Yeah, it's covered in blood. Um, so she says, "No, you're not one of them. Let's go." They wander off. They get to uh, Wembley. Um. Bit Where... over Wembley, the pitch, the groundsman, yeah. groundsman hadn't been paint, hadn't been keeping up with it. It's a bit over ground. Yeah. Not even got the lines painted on. Not even got um, the lines painted on. And Flynn's just like waiting there with his gun, like, and he says, "Where's Doyle? Where's Doyle?" And they go, "It's just us." Just us. Um, and he goes, "Oh well, I did say leave the civilians." So, so what happens? What makes them now decide to fly across the channel to France? I mean, Doyle told uh, Flynn to do that earlier. It's like, don't take them to the base, take them to France. Oh, yeah. Just take them to France. Had a bad, those kids this... have had a bad time. They deserve a trip to Euro Disney. They really do. And one of them's definitely not infected, so don't worry, actually. You weren't there when that happened, was he? So um, so they take them over and then um, we just off they go. Um, and then we get another we see them go over the White Cliffs of Dover, this Telltale sign that they're leaving England they're definitely via leaving. the east and, coast, and, and they're, they're going straight to Paris. All right, there ain't no way that they're going anywhere else in France. Calais, absolutely not. Straight to Paris, because yeah, and also France apparently no air traffic control. You can just land where you want and let some kids yeah. out. Because then it says twenty eight days later again from this moment, and then there's a French voice or someone with a French accent speaking English requesting help. Heard it, and it's like on a radio, isn't it? And then we see yeah. this final yeah. shot. Of course, everyone radioing around in France would definitely radio in English. In English. Maybe yeah. they've got, maybe they are speaking French, but it's been done a lower low style where if you speak English oh, yeah. with a French accent, accent, we're to assume that you're speaking French. Definitely. I think that sounds about um, right. I can't imagine yeah, it being anything else. There's infected coming out of the metro uh, near yeah. to the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, and that's the final shot. So I guess that was a moment for us to go, oh my God, it's got out of England. What next? 28 months later, isn't it? It's going to be in France or in the world, or the whole of Europe. Who knows? We touched on it earlier on. Um, what do you think of this end scene? Would you have included it? Is the film 
better for it or would you have left it? I don't think it's better for it. I don't think anything too... There isn't much about this ending necessarily that I think is better for it. I think it kind of loses all momentum um, a, little, a little while ago. I don't, I don't know. I think like the whole final, maybe like 20 minutes, the underground sequence is okay, but I think it kind of loses momentum and this kind of escape finally just doesn't make a world of sense. It just feels like it's kind of only there to show us that the, the rage virus is getting out of the UK. Um, so it's just like a heavy-handed plot device, really, isn't it? I feel you could have re-sequenced it a bit. You could have had a different confrontation with Dad Nemesis. Yeah. Um, and then ended with Jeremy Renner getting burned up. And Yeah. It, need, it needed some other sort of big bad. Robert Carlyle was fine, but I think we needed some sort of military presence that was kind of like dictating these things happening. Like he was go- almost like he was going after them, like like a man possessed. If it was Idris Elba, like so, oh, like, like saying that no one's allowed to, you know, no one's allowed to leave. So we're gonna firebomb them. We're gonna we're gonna poison gas them. We're gonna do all this. Like maybe he was involved when the flamethrowers. When yeah, I don't know. It just felt like it kind of lost a bit of momentum. Yeah, true. Right there we go. Then that is twenty eight weeks later. Did you say you had a little bit of? I've got a special trivia game for you today, Ben. I'm not a new format point for you where I'm merging trivia and a little bit of name game. Oh, wow. Or little little mini quiz for you. This takes some tangents from 28 weeks later. You ready? Five questions. Tell you what, this we'll we'll use Horror Hangout grade. We're building this format point as we go, everybody. So much like how we grade the films, well, you, Ben get an E to an A, depending on how many of these you get. Okay. I guess you get like a bloody an, F, again. an F if you get none, E, D, C. All right, here we go. You ready? Okay. So here is your first question. The film we've watched today is, of course, 28 weeks later. But how many days is that? Oh, my God. How many days is it? It is um, one... 154. 196. I'm sorry. Oh, Jesus. I, oh, I don't know what my brain was doing. My bra- I panicked. I panicked. Maths. 28 weeks later, aka 196 days later. Oh. Um, Is it all maths? So in the film, it's not all maths. So in the film, of course, we see Robert Carlyle infected as Donnie, as an access all areas. Donnie. Super, super, <laughs> super infected with immense rage now in another one of his appearances he doesn't feel any such problems where he is an emotionless pain-free assassin but in what film would you would he play that an emotionless pain-free assassin an, an emotionless an emotionless assassin who has no pain or fear because of a brain injury is it that oh god is it the one with samuel jackson in it as well it's not. Uh, I'll give you a clue. It's a Bond okay. film. Oh, God, yeah. The world is not enough. The world is not enough in yeah. which he plays. I'll give you a bonus point if you remember the character's name. Uh, it's Russian, right? Uh, I don't know. No. Um, Is his name... Has he got like one of those silly names like a Bond villain has? It's, he's got a one name, but he's not like Diamond Face or... No, I don't remember. Mr. Shush. Boldy. He's bold in it, right? His name's Renard. Ah, oh, right, yeah. Forgot um, about that. I'll give, you, I I'll give you a point. I'll give you a point for the world's kind. Enough. You're kind. Um, 
another star of the film is currently back in back in cinemas as we as we can speak uh, at the time of recording one of the one of the characters is back in in a film that's uh, doing very well at the moment uh, do you know who that is and what the film is uh Rose Byrne in Insidious the Red Door yeah Rose Byrne in Insidious the Red Door right she's now back she's back back in action um, speaking of the red door though Ben oh they're all linked Imogen Poots <laughs> good old Poots um Poots Meister also from uh from 28 weeks later of course she went on to have a career including she's not in the red door but she is in two other horror movies that have a color in the title what are they oh god She's in other other horror movies, is she? Two other horror movies that have a colour in the title. Um. Oh God, I can only think of. uh, See, I can't picture in anything else, not in any other horror movies. At least the Red Door, the Red Door, White Noise. Is she in that? She's not in White Noise. Good guess though. And give up. Give me. Can you give me a clue on that one, or is that going to be too easy? Um. If you give me the colours, one of but... them, one of them is a remake of a seasonal film. Oh, Black Christmas. Black Christmas, yeah. Yeah. And the other one, I mean, if we hadn't seen that Paris scene, she could have carried on from uh, from it after she went over to Europe. It's set in Europe. Oh, is it set in France? No, I think it's set no. in Germany. Germany. I think it's Jeremy. I'd have to look that up. They don't quote me on it. Is it a hostel? No, uh, no? she's okay. in. Uh, she's in green room. Oh god, I forgot about the color thing. Oh god, I completely forgot about the color thing in that round. In that round of questioning, I was like thinking, as above, so below. Hostel two, the color thing set me off. Ah, oh, yeah. So good. imagine Poots, Poot, the Pootmeister General, is also in Black Christmas and Green Room. Um, the green room is one of those where, like in my head, it's not horror, but I know it get gets it's sort of listed as horror. It's definitely a horror film, but I think in my head, it's not connected. Yeah, there we go. Um, and then finally, for your for your horror questions, um, twenty eight weeks is the gestation period, um, most common. Is the average gestation period of what several species of what group of animals? Oh my god, reptiles! Obviously, obviously mammals. Oh right. Um, so it's gestation period, but like, what what kind reptiles. of group of animals? In the same way that there are lots of types of uh, whales. It's not whales. I'm hopeful. It it's, it's twenty eight days uh, related. Almost, it's monkeys. Lots of different, oh, lots monkeys. of monkeys have a. I said reptiles. Have a gestation what period of what types of weeks. mammals? My favorite type of mammal is a reptile. <laughs> yeah, the reptiles. Um. So Ben, let me. Oh, I'll tell you what, I'll. I'll give you. Give a, me half a point. You give me half a point. I give, give you. <laughs> uh, I give you one more. I will give you a, a name game to finish off. To see okay. if we can okay. up your score. Yeah. Um. So. Is it just one? Uh, just the one name game okay, for this you. week, unless you've got any. But um, after, <laughs> um, 
in several degrees, with several decrees, an owner of a new, an owner of a, of a once popular social media platform, slowly but surely, in less than 30 degrees, really ruins the platform. 28 tweets later. 28 tweets later. Very good. I like it. Uh, um, I will give okay, you a bit. Let me, me top that up for you. So F E D C. Maybe if we're doing A to E on name game, maybe just give me a give me an out of 10 for that. Oh, Six? Five? <laughs> um, I've only counted. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm Three, confused. four, four. Oh, it sounds worse. C, C sounds but C, C sounds all right. Four out of yeah, ten. Uh, yeah, it wasn't 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 out of ten though. So that's why. So um, and yeah, well, you got a C grade. You would have passed that. I would have passed. Have to, and that's yeah. it. Minimum. Um, yeah, I've only got one. Name, I've got one name game for you, Andy. I can't. I can't compare with that. But you know, I've I've given you a bit, few bits of trivia. If you're out, I'll give you one name game to end it with. So six months after the the six months after a virus is inflicted on the entire population of Great Britain, the U.S. Army helps to secure a small area of London for the survivors of. An avian flu. <laughs> Is it also 28 tweets later? <laughs> it's not. It's not. Um, 28 beaks later. Correct. 28 beaks <laughs> later. That's it. Oh, Jesus. Big old fly just landed on the way. Landed very on me. good. Very, very good. Okay, so now we got to rate the film A to E. Rate good or rate bad. Pluses and minuses allowed. What are you, what are you saying with this? Considering I think... I definitely did A plus for the original, and I think you did an A or maybe A plus. I'm not sure. Yeah. Where where do you think this one compares? Um, I like it. There's some really good standout moments of it. I like the tension when they're going down the stairs at the very end. The cold open is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it suffers in comparison to the strength of the original. Um, and if I'm being really brutal, is 28 Days Later a film that didn't necessarily need a sequel? Mm. Maybe. Uh, I would have taken side stories other than, you know, I would have taken side stories perhaps over this kind yeah. of uh, this kind of piece. And the other pieces I spoke to earlier as well about the the cultural change and that lack of the character connections because it's in a more compressed time. Mm-hmm. But it's still got some pieces to recommend it for. It's just very difficult to compare favorably to what I would say is one of the best horror movies of all time when you are drawing from that and looking to be an extension of it. Mm-hmm. But still good. I am going to give this a C plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um that's where I'm gonna go. And that's a that's a good score, Ben. Yeah, I think that sounds about right. So I think initially I was thinking this film has always been, I would say, like a B minus for me. Like I still enjoy it. I still like the film. Um, and I've seen it a handful of times since. But I don't know, this this viewing in particular, maybe because I was looking at it through more of a critical lens, I did sort of realize what didn't work for me so much, um, which is why I probably would have to go down to a C minus. I think it's definitely gone down a bit for me on this repeat. We've gone all the way down to C minus. Oh, no, sorry. C plus, C plus, C plus. Sorry, yeah. So I'm getting ahead of myself. I think C plus. Because if I go for a B, it does. I think it just plays out like the greatest hits of 28 Days Later, without any of 
without getting it right at all. I also think it as a concept isn't fleshed out enough. As a concept, it feels kind of vague, like, oh, we're going to get the US military or NATO to kind of like open this quarantine zone and then that's that. I do like the idea of someone being asymptomatic, sort of still passing on the virus. I think that's interesting. Don't know how I feel about Rob Robert Carlyle knocking about as some sort of super super infected and i just mm-hmm. think it kind of just fizzles out that's i think what that's what i think is the worst thing about it is it just fizzles out it doesn't have a antagonist a, a decent enough antagonist and not all the films need to have that however christopher eccleston and his crew of like soldiers are are like really great antagonists in that final act of of 28 days later that's what sets it apart as well this one it just fizzles yeah. out like oh faceless faceless um, military are trying to kill the survivors for some reason but then one of the military guys has changed his mind and he's, it'll take you to France it just fizzles out um, so I think a C plus is fair considering 28 Days Later is one of my favourite films and is up there as like the perfect example of of like a zombie or a zombie adjacent film uh, post apocalyptic wasteland movie so yeah that's that I think that's fair Good stuff, everybody. And you know what, Ben? I'm going to throw it out here. We've said it before. A um, couple of conversations today have inspired me. I want to get back into this whole, uh, maybe get some ideas together about doing some fun pitches. But Pitch I want to throw remake. this out to the socials as well. Uh, mm-hmm. Let us know, uh, the socials that Ben will share in a moment, what you would do with a 28 whatever unit of time you'd like. <laughs> yeah. Sequel, prequel, side story. What would you be interested in seeing? um yeah hit us up on there and share your ideas yeah. um do you think this is a good idea would you see more and most importantly what would you do if you were in charge you're given the keys to the 28 something's kingdom. keys to the bloody kingdom what would you do what are you gonna yeah. do a, a picture remake picture sequel thing would be good um let's get back to it um but regarding bonus content i am actually if i do see insidious the red door this week i'll do a bite-sized episode on that if not this week then hopefully next so keep an eye out for that um so thanks everybody for listening if you enjoyed the show become a patron over at patreon.com forward slash horror hangout thanks to our current patrons including john crinnan ben scaife stephen christopher toby miller lane spencer ollie child leslie carlo julia bilgren nick spill troy burst rosalind harness and pazuzu thanks to taj easton for our theme music thanks to acast for hosting the show please consider giving us a rating or review Head over to the Facebook group Horror Hangout Board of Advisors for more. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We're not on Threads yet. Maybe we will be. We'll see what happens. Let's see how these next few weeks pan out. If it just yes, disappears threads, into nothing. Blue else. Sky. What else is happening? Blue Sky, Mastodon. Um, next week, we'll be talking all about Hostel with returning guest Janine Pipe. So looking forward to that. Me too. What a time. It's been a long time since I've seen Hostel, Ben. Yeah, me too. Um, there we go. Thanks. Andy for being a right horror dude. Thanks to you, Ben, for being a right horror dude. And thanks to all the right horror dudes out there too. See you next time, everybody. See you next time. Bye-bye now. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.